This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're killers for hire. But look how pretty we are. As we watch Spine 306 in the Criterion Collection, Jean-Pierre Melville's Le Samurai from 1967. But first, <clears throat> RJ, we're, we're, we're back to recording at a reasonable time. For the next eight months, which mm. also means summer is over. And it truly was the best summer ever. Isn't that right, Jared? That's right. As case numbers uh, uh, in our skyrocket, highest since May in a single day. And it was truly the best summer mm-hmm. ever. Did, did you order your black hat from uh, the, the government? party i mean i would like one ironically as would i as would i i I wouldn't want to pay the conservative government for it if there was an independent person creating those i would happily support them let's keep this thing nonpartisan here yes exactly (laughs) say hey i don't take sides say Mm -hmm. i am a political figure in the movie film world and uh, it'd be inappropriate for me to you're uh, you're apolitical i am apolitical asexual amorphic atypical atypical that's a tv show now did you know that i did not yeah it's true i think there's a tv show for everything now when is the jared duncan show gonna start to film (laughs) uh just so many jokes that can be made i'm not even gonna offer them up at my own expense that'd be foolish what would your T? Te- oh, okay, okay. Yeah, see, I can't, I can't do that. See, my my guess, and actually, I forgot to mention because uh, this happened during our off week. My guess would have been, would have been, it would have been something like your boy Chris Chan, but uh, <laughs> he got into uh, a whole lot of trouble. What? Which that did that happened? I think before our week off. I think that maybe was. I, just uh, forgot that. I, I think you forgot, and I just I'm, I don't I don't bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's, it, it's I, I would. It's just... a dark turn. <laughs> Dark I would just tournament. like to reiterate that I have never been a supporter of uh, what that guy does, so uh, I think I'm on the right side of history. I don't know. Are, are there supporters of whatever Chris Chan does? So, I mean, if you watch it, I don't know. We're talking about that, it. That's a, it's a different thing. And even that now, man. So, yeah, well, that documentary yeah. series is on hiatus. Can you can you believe that? Because yeah. he's in jail? Uh, yeah. Well, hmm. she, RJ, please. Oh, oh, sorry. Is they in jail? Uh, Christian Chandler is in jail. Okay, nice for for, nice. for raping her mother for bad stuff. Let's say what, what is your indictment? What? It's like it's some Todd Solon stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> When's my indictment coming? Yeah. Uh, Where I are hope... you going down? Uh, they'd have to catch me first. Wow. No. Well, good thing we used fake names for this podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Uh, That's uh, probably the uh, biggest mistake we ever did. Really, eh? really dropped the ball there. What? Okay, what would have been your uh, your non de plume, your uh, your fake name for a, for the podcast if we had thought of the, about this properly? Ron Bob Yovi. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like John Bon Jovi, but it's Ron Bob Yovi or Ron Bellagio. I think is a pretty good one. I I uh I do like the Bellagio. Ron Bellagio? I think that yeah. would have been Jorge. Real nice. Jorge. Jorge? No. I uh George. I... George Bellagio. George Bellagio. 
I do. I think I've mentioned this before, but there there is a there's an older lady on staff where I work, and uh, she calls me Archie, and I think she thinks that's my name. So um, I've my, never corrected uh, her because she's a sweet old thing. So at, at ye old comic shop, we got a yeah. new new boy working. He's a, he's an old boy, but he's new. Um, named uh, Sean, and uh, but one of our customers, longtime customers, seems to think that this man's name is Clayton. <laughs> That's not even kind of close. Nope. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier. <laughs> no, no one's corrected him yet. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like. I mean, I, I would never correct him ever, ever, ever. Yeah. I think it's really funny that it's far off, but sometimes it's almost funnier when it's kind of close but a little bit off. Like calling you Garrett, I think is very <laughs> funny. For Rancis. Or Rancis, yeah. I also like. Um, uh, there There's was a guy. Oh, I was gonna say there was a um, a grocery store clerk uh, who seemed to think my name was Josh, and Ooh. and I've I have corrected this person a few times. It How do they know your name at all? It doesn't. Is the question it, I it, ask. It doesn't stick. Uh, comic book store. Oh, okay. But they seem to think it's Josh. Josh. Yeah. I mean, Josh, you you give off a kind of a Josh vibe. Oh no. You're not Joshy no, enough. No, but no, no, no one wants that. Yeah, you're not. Not even Josh. Not even Joshua Frazier. Josh Frazier? What's he up to? I don't know. Did he email in this week? Nope. Fuck. <laughs> we don't get emails anymore, apparently. Well, it's not. Would we take a week off or something? Well, it was a delayed reaction of indifference. Uh, just not, dismantled our uh, entire that, base. Not even encouraging people to email anymore. We understand. That's fine. <laughs> I've. I've long thought people should just not listen, get on yeah. with their life. So but send uh, us money. So RJ, are you slowing down at those uh, school zones? Or are you still like trying to aim for those little fuckers? Oh, I blast through those sons of bitches. Yeah, do it. Uh, I'm actually I'm in the I'm in the category of people which I guess fortunate, but maybe not is I'm I'm heading to work before school zones take effect, so it's Ooh. not an issue for me. Ah, oh, so it's nice and legal when you hit them. Nice and legal, yeah. You rip about eighty in those uh, those school zones. No one's even there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no one's even there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, I uh, I'm usually pretty good. I I haven't had well, knock on wood. I haven't had a ticket in a while. But there was, I think it was like three, no, way more, like five, six years ago. I think I got three tickets in like a month, and I was like, holy fuck, what is going on? <laughs> but here's one for you, Jared. Have you ever heard of this? I got a ticket that was a handwritten ticket, but it was mailed to my address. And I took it to city hall because, or to the court, uh, courtroom or courthouse. And I was like, is this real? I was like, this doesn't look real. And the lady was like, yeah, they can do that. And I was like, but how, I was like, how can a police officer see me driving, write the ticket and then mail it to me? I was like, how is that a thing? And they're like, yeah, they do that sometimes. And I was like, all right, I'll pay this. But I'm very skeptical that this is a real thing. You know? Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Do you think it's also questionable, or was there a number associated with it? With the ticket? Yeah. Probably. Why? Well, yeah. So they wrote out the number by hand. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it was a speeding ticket. But it was like, how did they have enough time hmm. to watch me drive by, clock it, and then also remember my license plate as I drove by? How can you know? how can they do all these things at the same time? That's, it's, that's it's impossible. Based on what I see, well, our Creepsville's uh, like police reputation, 
you Google it, man, and yeah, you'd have questions and doubts as well. <laughs> I had to run it over eight yeah. times. It was the only way to kill it. It I was thought, mercy. I thought she had the lobotomy. I, th- I thought it was a real gun. <laughs> you know, all sorts of stuff that William Shatner gets mad about on uh, Twitter. Yeah. G- the Shat Man. Gives us heck. The Shat Man. Remember him? Um, yeah, he's still and he's still coming. He's still coming. Yeah. So, what have you did this done this week? I know you're back to work, work, and I'm sure avoiding uh, wet doorknobs, mm. breathing, all sorts of uh, questionable things. Well, yeah, uh, it's been it's good. Had a good weekend. Had some. Mm-hmm. Had some cake and. Uh... You had some cake. Oh yeah! Hey, happy birthday. <sighs> What's that voice? It's my birthday. <laughs> Is that how you say that to everybody? Birthday. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, did you? We didn't mention. Um, I, I was gonna make one of my one of my vintage Bruce Valanche uh, memes, but um, someone, uh, Mister Roger Ingrish, uh, actually sent a meme, and uh, I sent that out onto the interwebs. Did you happen to see it? I did, and I com- yeah. I complimented uh, Roger Ingrish uh, for his fine work. I think Lee Harvey Baylog is a work of work of art. That that one was it was pretty substantial. I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings on that. But uh, yeah. So what did you? Uh, what kind of birthday cake did you have? Bud? Oh, I'll send it to you right now, RJ. Oh, oh wow. Where is this coming? On uh, on the the FB. The FB the fudge brick. No. Fudge block. Ooh, so is this the okay wait does your mom <laughs> who made you this huh? and do they listen to the podcast they do listen to the podcast and they went out of your their way to make you a pumpkin cake a pumpkin shaped cake a pumpkin shaped cake yeah. see the, the 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 cake as described last week was yes. it was it was like i've just been happy with a cake that mm-hmm. was like an oval with like a pumpkin face on it like a jack-o'-lantern jack-o'-lantern face mm-hmm. so, so this though this this uh is a cake that was it's a cake tall but been mm-hmm. shaped as a pumpkin with a yes. jack-o'-lantern face on it with a it's, even with, with a stem it's quite nice it I'm is not gonna lie yeah it's a, it's a work of art well i think uh whoever made you this cake you you should you should treat them to something special yeah you know? Show your appreciation. Mm-hmm. Say, listen, I'm taking you to Arby's, and maybe, <laughs> maybe let them order off uh, the normal menu, not the value menu. Be like, listen, tonight, just for you, order anything you want, one meal only, no substitutions, but anything you want. That's what I would do for this individual. Uh, that's, that's pretty classy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did it taste as good as it looked? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, it, it finally finished putting it down the other night. Real yeah, nice uh, homemade caramel layering. You ever put down any uh, any uh, milk or mayak when you're eating that cake? That, you know, milk got brought up in reference to yeah. this cake, and uh, I was like, you know what? I, uh, I I don't know about it. It seems like it's almost like too much. You the milk would have been too like too yeah, rich. Just too like on top of this cake, it's almost like nah, you don't even need it. The milk's the cleanse. The it's a chaser, man. 
you gotta chase with milk. I'm a big milk boy, I guess is my thing, you know. But uh, I feel like you gotta chase with chase with a little milk. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> I, I do, Ernest. I do. How? What's your favorite Ernest film? Oh, it's, there's Since so we don't have emails. Well, there's so many to choose from. I've always been a fan of Ernest. Oh Here's no, we, we we got another one. What they, the fuck? Who we should okay, listen. We we record 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. All right, guys. I don't understand. I mean, if you do that, we appreciate any emails. But uh, I, I'm always strange, or I don't know. It's weird that people wait until the last minute to send it in. Is because you're waiting for something to happen, or they could send the email in on Thursday if they wanted. Or Friday, the, the next day, when, yeah. when when the ideas are fresh in their head. I don't. I haven't even. I haven't read these emails. I okay. No, I have no idea what's in store. But. Is that your way to bridge to the emails? Uh, I guess. But yes, okay. the uh, yeah, the cake was awesome, and yeah, uh, it looks good. Yeah, it was Wait, very special. Did you say? Sorry, did you say what the kind of what the cake was? Chocolate, like chocolate, yeah. chocolate, and, uh, and an amazing chocolate cake recipe too. One of the best, even. Describe it more. Um, look up. It's like a, uh, it's like a Guinness cake. Is the oh was, no, I, yeah, I, I've I've seen those. Yeah, and yeah, it's like uh, sour cream, and uh, yeah, you, you take your, you know, uh, Guinness style beer. I'm blinking mm-hmm. down what that is. Use that and it makes a pretty good chocolate cake that keeps fresh. It just keeps staying fresh the whole time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like us. Like us. Fresh. Always fresh. Never stale. Never, ever stale. Never stale, Jarrett. Ever. Ever. And then, uh, yeah, on, on, the, on, <laughs> on the on the other side of that, uh, yeah. post-birthday and going back to work, uh, saw the kids moving in onto campus and uh, seeing some familiar faces on campus and yeah. we're all like, huh? So, uh, when do you think we'll be working from home again? Thanksgiving <laughs> our Canadian Thanksgiving. So, yeah. uh, look, for, look forward to that folks. Look forward to that. To, uh, six, yeah, six, I mean, six weeks might even be, uh, generous, <laughs> generous. I, I think it might be, I don't know. <laughs> it might be. But to be honest, I was wrong. I was wrong last year. Last year I gave it like a month or two and, I think we went three months and yeah. then we just had like a three week lockdown and that was it. So, uh, I don't know. I thought it was going to be over sooner last time. So, uh, I'm not even getting involved in the, in no, the in predictions. Well, yeah, I just think, uh, last year university never was open once. Mm. And yes. now it is. And, uh, it's a whole new ball game. It's all. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you said, I did not. Did I cut it. out? You did. Man, I thought it was going good tonight so far. So far, but then that's like a toilet sound flush. Uh, yeah, really chugging it down that turd. The what? Uh, emails. Emails. No. Uh, nope. Oh no. Didn't, didn't okay. happen, RJ. Mm-hmm. Uh damn. Joe Turner. Who? Exactly. Crazy Joe Davola? Crazy Do you remember him? Crazy Joe. Lots of Seinfeld references tonight, Jared, for uh for the fans out there. 
from Joe Turner. Oh, okay. Hey, creeps. Oh. I'm steadily working through my collection of movies I haven't seen and just watched Absolution, not the one with Steven Seagal. I mm. noticed neither of you logged it on Letterboxd, so I'm guessing you haven't seen it. Anyways, it's a solid Catholic horror movie, and I think you'd both get something out of it. Lots of guilt. Lots of guilt. What was it called? Absolution? Yeah. And are you saying that this is the 2015 Steven Seagal movie? Yes, but no, not at all. Okay, is this the 1978 thriller mystery drama starring Richard Burton? Probably. Oh, it looks good. Well, there you go. Old Richard Burton and young Billy Connolly, whoever those British <laughs> actors are, both really show up. If you have room, oh. I toss it on your Creeptober pile. Hmm, it depends on if it's available to stream or not. Let's have a look. Oops, we couldn't find any streaming offers. So, unfortunately, no. But, uh, I, I I mean, if it's Catholic horror, I'm on board. I would. Uh, I added it to my watch list. Maybe next year it'll be available on stream. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like, why do you just do that? Why don't you do the illegal thing? And I'm like, well, it takes too much effort. Like, honestly, I'm just too lazy. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jerry? Anyways... Some questions to please your recent guests. Oh. One, which has the best season overall, Next Gen or DS9? Best, like, just single season? season? Fuck, I don't know. That's kind of tough because season's got highs and lows, you know? Yeah. Offhand, I couldn't... Even if the question was simpler, like, what's the best season of TNG and what's the best season of DS9? I don't think I could even answer that. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, DS9, honestly, it's like those last, that last half of season seven is some of the best Star Trek. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'd go with that because next gen, so it's hard to pick out. Like, there's no, there's no one good season. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's so solidly consistent. Uh, like, in yes. terms of Star Trek, where there's like ups and downs, but on the whole, like, it's, like by the time I got to the end of, I, yeah, I will say that both series end really well. Which, they do. Which most series cannot say the same. But, We'll find out when I, they, if and maybe next week. You, oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how ambitious RJ gets in recapping uh, Voyager. Well, if we don't get emails, then I can really yeah. hit Voyager. But I, I agree with you. Both both series end really well, but like you said, DS Nine has a longer streak of lead up to that, where it's like four or five mm. or five five episodes in a row that are all bangers. Where TNG is like. The, the last couple are definitely, but I don't think it's five in a row. So, I don't know. Tough. Tough one. Tough, tough. Uh, number two, Desert Island Pick, Mexican food or barbecue? Ooh, that's really tough because I do really enjoy both. Uh, I love barbecue, but I am always let down. by Like, I'm guessing he means, like, ribs, right? Per- like, that kind of barbecue, ribs yeah. and beans and stuff. Sure. Yeah, I I, I'm, I frequently let down by that. Um, so I'll say Mexican. Yeah, uh, hands down Mexican. Yeah. I, I like barbecue just fine, but yeah. I, I'm not like in love with it. Even though there's a lot of good barbecue foods, and not uh, all, and, yeah. and not all Mexican foods amazing. But I'll uh, that's that would be my choice of restaurant if that's what that means. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm always hunting out good barbecue. We just don't have a lot here. And like, yeah. I, I'll dabble with it at home, but it's never just, it's never quite what I want it to be. What? You don't want to go to Montana's? 
No, I'd rather not go to Mondance. <laughs> you can draw on the placemat. What? You know, when I go out to eat, the only thing I've ever been like is like, I just wish I could write all over the placemat here. <laughs> Give me some crayons. <laughs> I want I can doodle as I wait for my food. And say, hey, once I'm done, can I rip this up as a napkin as well? <laughs> sure, sure you can, sweetie. The thing that I've just used to drop all of my face <laughs> but food onto. Just, but it's like so hard on your skin. It's just... Hey, I think that just, I think you got to tough up, Snowflake. That's right. You know what I mean? Number three, mm-hmm. since The Navigator, A Medieval Odyssey, is listed on Letterboxd as an Australian movie, Ooh. is Chappie actually the best New Zealand movie? I really doubt it. Yeah. Really doubt it. No. He's talking about, uh, what's his nuts, Chappie, right? With the yeah. robot. <laughs> Ch- Ch- Chappie. I don't think that guy makes good movies. District 9 is good, but like... Blomquist? Oh, yeah. Like, all those shorts I watched of his, I was like, oh, this is shit. And then I remember he was talking about... um, He's making District 9 sequel, which it's like, yeah, of course, because no one will take him anymore. But I saw a thing the other week where he's like, they they canceled my Alien movie because Chappie wasn't a success. It's like, that's probably good. Dude. It's probably good. Dude. Dude. Did. So no, I disagree. All right, disagree. Well, that's it from Joseph. Big Joe. Big Joe Davola. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you, Joe. Next up, Justin Peterson with an Ooh. email called "Keeping It Simple, Silly," and Ooh. it is quite short of an email. Ooh. I guess people are going to get their Voyager talk. People might. Hey, Jaron RJ, what's happening? Keeping it quick this week, GOAT movie question of the week. What are your thoughts on Ernest P. Worrell? And do you like any of his movies? Fuck. I I don't think I've uh, seen any of them all the way through, and I am listening. I will check them out with the kiddos for the first time. Thanks for the time, gents, and have a great show. Are you being serious? I am totally being serious. Okay, just so people know. I don't. I don't look at the. I don't have access to the email emails. I don't look at them. I didn't realize that was the question. Yeah. But I am curious, Jared. What is your favorite Ernest movie? Um, let's take a look. Man, there's all these John R. Cherry the Third directed films. I I would have to pick from. I guess. Uh, you know that he's he directed. Uh. uh well, he's apparently the creator of Ernest, which I was not. Are aware. you saying Jim Varney isn't? Because you're full of shit. Uh, that is well. So John R. Cherry III is an American film director and screenwriter, most notable for creating the character of Ernest P. Worrell. Horseshit. Horseshit. Uh, what I say? Let's go with slam dunk Ernest. Jesus, that yes, that box art on Letterboxd is so bad. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. It's got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar there. Slumdunk Ernest isn't bad. Slumdunk Ernest isn't bad. Uh, I I gotta say. How about how about though your world as I see it? Your world as I see it. Yeah. What even is that? Look it up. Is that an Ernest film? It's about his family. About Ernest's family. Your world Jim as Barney's? I see. Ernest and his unique family give us numerous views of life from the shallow end of the gene pool. As seen wow. through the eyes of Ernest's overeducated alter ego, Astor Clement, uh, 
will attempt to unlock the sociological mysteries of our times. Astor will describe a unique event or ritual that lies at the very heart of the common man's existence. Then Ernest, with the help of his family members, are all also played by Jim Varney, will bring that ritual to life with non-stop slapstick comedy action. I gotta tell you, it sounds awesome. <laughs> and uh, I'm embarrassed I haven't seen it before, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, this sounds wicked. That sounds real good. It's only 27 minutes long. Oh, even better. Peak Varney. Peak. Yeah, that sounds wicked, and I uh, 100% uh, see that. I would recommend that over Ernest Goes to Africa. Uh, I think that one's okay. I think I, I think it's okay. I mean, Ernest, you just you bang out, you bang him out there, Justin. You, you and you and the, you and the boys, you uh, you watch that Ernest goes to camp, and then for Christmas you watch some of that Ernest saves. Christmas, but mm-hmm. you can also watch Ernest Scared Stupid for Halloween. That one's actually. And, and if you go to and, and and if you wind up going to jail, uh, you can watch Ernest Goes to Jail as a primer. Yes, Ernest Scared Stupid is genuinely good. Hot, five plus movie, five out of five. Uh, Ernest Goes to Jail is pretty good, but I do remember. I think there's some questionable things in the jail, sexuality based things what is this I one think. Ernest uh, Goes to Camp is good too Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam yeah I don't know what that, I, that I've never seen that hold Looks on strange. to your brain evil baddie Dr. Otto von Schnicknicknick tries to take over the planet by first destroying all of our financial systems collapsing the world's economy and sending populations across the globe into mass panic only one goody goody can stop him or can he? The oblivious Lance Sterling is on the case. With the aid of his underappreciated assistant, Doris, will Lance manage to save the day and defeat Dr. Odd before the mad scientist's megalomaniacal plan is fulfilled? Or will the villain succeed in distracting them to their doom with his many convincing costumes, courtesy of his own convenient changing coffin? Tune in and find out. Do you plan to tune in? No. Why not? We should beef with her. So dude. clear. So on the the, the the VHS or whatever this is, uh, it's got Ernest on it, but clearly this, this is Lance Sterling. Who is Lance Sterling? That's the name of the character that Jim Varney plays in this. Mm. As well, or is it no? Or is he someone else? No, I know. Oh fuck! So he, he probably played, plays a bunch. No, he plays. So no, Lance Sterling is played by some guy named Mike Mueller. Mike spelled with M Y K E. That's not real. And Jim Varney plays Doctor Otto von Schnicknicknick, Rudd Hart Tact, Laughing Jack, Guy Dandy. Man, mm, I know. I know a couple of those. Yeah. Is there anything he couldn't do? Stay, stay with us. Oh. Which is the saddest of them all. Oh. You know what I mean, Jared? He. Be- He's just Jed Clement. Clement Clement. I know Jed. Jed Clement. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. No. Yeah. Yeah. I miss uh, Jim Varney. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Burn. Hmm? Sugarhead. Oh, big sugary bastard. What's he into? Happy birthday, Jarrett. Wow. Hey, Jared and RJ. 
Allow me to wish JFD a HBD. Writing in a Ooh. bit late, but hopefully this pushes the count over 10 this week. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close, unfortunately. This week, I watched The Matrix and Mothra vs. Godzilla. Both were good shows, but The Matrix is an all-time banger. I don't have any questions this week. Have a great week, fellas. Cheers. I'm I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Our boy Hammead is a big Matrix fan as well. Oh, yeah? Big Matrix enthusiast. That dude watches The Matrix probably once a week since it came out in 99. So if you combine Sugarhead and Hammead, would you want to have both Hamhead? Sugar meat. Either one. Yeah, I mean both are both seem good. I guess it just depends on how you feel that day. Uh, who who wants some ham head? Not me, man. Not me. Isn't that head cheese? Oh, that's so gross. You see that in the deli all the time when I'm getting my deli meat, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> no more head cheese. Get out of here, old people who like weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> like why like I, I know like i know why it was created it was to use all these like bits and bobs and chopped up shit that you, they didn't want to throw away but it's like do we need to do that anymore mm. the war is over <laughs> the war is over except for the war at home oh shit the and the, and the war on christmas the war on christmas war on drugs the war on um on my right jared <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? Uh, dear. Sure. Oh, nice to hear. Nice to hear. Nice yeah. to hear. Last email. Unless someone oh, else sends boy. one in here in the next minute. Ooh. Shane Gordon. <gasps> Shane O'Mac. The worst cookie ever. Ooh. Ola creeps. Just had a write in after the horror I heard on this podcast. Oreos, Jarrett? Those can't even be quantified as a cookie. From mm. Nabisco's website, Oreo cookies are thin slices of burnt charcoal stuffed with powdered sugar that has been mixed using the sweat of our immigrant workforce. It was mm-hmm. our test to prove you could sell anything with a good marketing campaign. Who knew these simps would love them so much? Ooh. I just thought you knew better than that. That's from the official Nabisco website, Yeah, you said? Okay, they use the word simps? Yeah. They're, yeah, they're very, they're very online. I'm, I'm just glad. I'm glad they're trying now. You know, they're saying what we're all thinking. Yeah, I too was shocked by that. Not that I, I don't mind Oreos. It was just the the flavor of Oreos. I was very. Have, surprised. have you have you gone out and to buy them and try them for yourself? Nope. Well, that's your nope. mistake. Not even close. You not even close. Hey, do it. Or cinnamon bun? You said. Yeah, I was like, yes, like cinnamon bun flavored. They're, I'm telling you, man. Are you eating one right now? Not at the moment. Were you though earlier? Nope. No, no. Of course not. How many not. have you had this week? What? Not? How many have you had this week? No, I've been eating cake. Uh, you didn't you didn't dunk some Oreos in that cake just to see what would happen? <laughs> I definitely did not do that. I uh, say so he's not a dunker. Okay, he's a dunk in, but not dunker. That's right. Or dunker. Hard, hard to manage. Uh, troubling. Troubling. Now that I got that off my chest, on to more positive things. Your chat with Double A had me deciding to look up his work. Color me intrigued. When he gets his site up and running to sell his stuff again, I hope he will keep us in the loop. More importantly, though, his taste of Canadiana had me thinking of the treats I enjoyed growing up. Do you remember the Sweet Marie chocolate bar? I I have fond Mm -hmm. memories of it. 
but it has seemingly gone away or gone the way of the dodo. Any of your childhood favorite treats get lost to the mists of time. Have a great show and can't wait for Spine 1105 to see Kane jacking a fool for his rims and a cheeseburger. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I do remember Sweet Marie's. I do. Vaguely. I uh, They weren't in my rotation. What I definitely miss... Uh, do you remember those is like those boxes of chocolate candies called it was like Nielsen's brand and they uh, yeah. they had like rosebuds and rosebuds yeah yep. but the the money though was the macaroons I remember yeah and uh I thought about those a while ago where I was just like I slow, haven't seen those in uh, forever slow pokes slow pokes those were good um I mean, I think this might just be an us thing, but like, you know, Dunkaroos and like Gushers, I don't think we can get those in Canada hey, anymore. Hey, RJ, I think the, uh, they are, they have brought Dunkaroos back, but that might be an American thing. But uh, remember me telling you about those uh, cinnamon cookies, those Oreo flavored ones, <laughs> or like cinnamon flavored Oreos? Sure. I think they kind of taste like Dunkaroos. You're full of shit. I'm not kidding. I actually, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, his wife has a Dunkaroo recipe make at home, and I actually like that quite a bit. It's probably better, but I I will try these cinnamon baddies. And I've mentioned before, the candy I want most is so delicious. <laughs> With the little, the little pop bottles and the little root beer mugs, fuck, it was good. It was good stuff, Jared. I wish we had it. It's too bad. Hmm. It's too, too bad. You remember so delicious? Hey, uh, speaking of Mists of Time foods, uh, there, was, there was that big push on Twitter I saw about the Mick pizza. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know why people want that. I don't think it'll be good. Do, do you remember the Mick pizza? Uh, no. It was, I mean, for what it was, for what it was, it was uh, pretty cool. It's like little kid pizza. There's like it's mm. a lot, lot of bread, uh, tomato sauce, a little cheese. bit of cheese, and like you know one pepperoni, a pepperoni. <laughs> one to get one to get bit by. It had a, it did have a weird um, crust though. It, it used like a some sort of whatever bread crumb, but it had semolina. A, uh, I don't know. It, it had it had a texture to it, and I can't picture the flavor pretty precisely. So who knows? Who knows? With one day they'll surprise the world, but doubtful. Because I imagine they got rid of it because it's a pain in the ass. These They're these fake, these yeah. these McDonald's franchise owners they they fucking hate making McWraps. They, 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 do you think yeah. they want to make pizza? Yeah, I mean, I doubt it. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, that doesn't seem likely. I I like. Because everyone was like, well, what's McDonald's teasing us with? I was like, probably just like the McRib, no? <laughs> I thought it was something else now. You thought it was something Oh, else? no, they announced it, and everyone was like, what? Well, not... what, was, what did they announce? Uh, look it up. Oh, I think it was like spicy chicken McNuggets. Oh, whatever. Twitter devastated as McDonald's Canada confirms the McPizza is not returning. <laughs> People yeah, upset and disappointed after Canada McDonald's Canada reveals new menu item. Yeah, it's it's literally just spicy chicken McNuggets. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. No, I'm no not missing out on that one. Oh, but do you remember their uh their little chocolate chip cookies? Uh, yeah, I do remember those. Those were pretty. Yeah. Those were pretty fucking. Those good. weren't bad. Those and weren't uh, bad. and they had their like version of Animal Crackers, but it was like the the characters the the. Okay. From, from whatever burger town 
I kind of remember that Mick, vaguely. Micktown. Vaguely. You, you you could have a little like grimace. That's kind of cool. Or a little or a little uh, hamburglar. What would uh, your uh, McDonald's men like thing be if you were an an item on the menu? If I oh man, say can I get one of them Dunkins? I'd, I'd be a be? I'd be a twist cone. You'd be a twist cone. Twist cones are pretty good. They are, as long as, long as the machine's good. working. Yeah, I would just be that hot lettuce that falls off of burgers, and you're like, ugh, gross. <laughs> oh, McDonald's lettuce is so bad. Yeah, I know it's gross. <laughs> It's all hot and black, kind of, because it's like <laughs> black. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Uh, I mean, I just get I just get burgers without the, uh, lettuce, though. I get myself a quarter pounder. Just try to, yeah, you can do that. Just if you ever get lettuce on a burger, take a piece off. You'll see how black it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. Where, where are you getting? Where are you getting burgers from? McDonald's. Oh. You know what I mean? How do you how do you uh, feel about McGriddles? I'm a big McGriddle guy. I no, love McGriddles. You're you're a pro McGriddle. I'm pro McGriddle. I have always been, and uh, I don't. I think people who don't like them aren't being true to themselves. Yeah, I think McGriddles are awesome. I don't know what's not to like. I mean, they are. Uh, I think if one person described them as gut bombs. Well, yeah, but I mean, anything that you eat at McDonald's, you're not eating there to feel good. <laughs> no, that's true. You know, I, you know what though? I could I could put back some uh, filet fishes and feel fine. Ugh, that that sentence alone is. Uh, Everyone, oh what? Well, you don't like filet fish? Back. No, nobody likes filet fishes. Oh, Get out of here! I, I do. They're good. I I just, I mean, I know people eat them. They wouldn't be on the menu if they didn't. But I just like. Well, their chicken's gross. Uh, I don't like their hamburgers, so that doesn't leave a lot. Uh, their breakfast sandwiches are good because breakfast sandwiches are always good. Yeah, it's pretty hard to like fuck up a breakfast sandwich. Uh, I've, uh, I've other than if you that. unless you charge too much for them. Oh fuck yeah! When they're fucking like eighteen dollars yeah. a breakfast sandwich, yeah, that, get out of here. That's a problem. That's a that's a big problem. Some big might even say it's problem. problematic. Some would. I wouldn't use that word, no. but uh, some would, for sure. Yeah. McDonald's. That's what that turned into, the mists of time. McDonald's? Uh, P.S. I thought the legendary RJ would be taller. Because RJ, you got you got to meet Shane O'Mac. In the, I did get to meet Shane O'Mac. In the flesh, passingly. Yeah. I did. I did. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was kind of on the go, so I couldn't stay uh, very long. I was in and out. But um, I, I mean, people have said lots of things about me. Never that they thought I'd be taller. People thought I was super overweight. Some people think I'm super underweight. I don't know. I, pe- people got a real problem with my appearance, eh? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're they're policing your beauty. Uh, I'm all about body positivity. Yeah. Is uh, my biggest plan of action. Mm-hmm. I'll say I thought Shane O'Mac looked nothing like uh, Vince McMahon. No, when no, I saw him. Yeah. So, where 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 is that? You know, take, he didn't look anything like that guy. Take that. Well, not he didn't take that. I was just I was expecting some family uh, resemblance. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? 
What's going on here? Wait, what's this? It's Wednesday, my dudes. There's not even like a subtitle. I can't. I mean, I I asked you at one point when we started. I said these are the pictures I have. I was like, what do you want? And then you didn't say anything, so I just posted whatever I had. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Well, clearly. <laughs> Figure it I, out. Figure it out. There weren't, to be honest, there weren't a lot of good uh, subtitles in this movie. Oh, that's is that true? I mean, not for a Wednesday, my dude. Some of them I'll use for other contexts, but I didn't want to burn one on on this thing. Uh, well, I guess we'll talk about it in the episode. Did you catch that Rorschach painting? Hmm, I don't think so. Oh, damn, son. I don't. I don't. Uh, I watched. Did, the did, film. did you notice Donald Trump in the movie? No. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna fix you. You'll see. No. You could post a second alt, 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 no. alternate. Well, these aren't even like funny. I mean, I was like, these are just things that I uh, was like, hey, wait a minute. Hmm. Wait a minute. I did not see a Rorschach. You... That I recall. Yeah. I'll tell. Let me show you. Along with this uh, beautiful cake. Check out this one. What do you think of this? Is, is it coming? Oh, it's loading. It's loading. It's, it's just not here. This is dead air, man. Dead air. Dead air. There. Loaded. Boom. Number two. Coming at okay. you. Okay. Let's see. He was picked up and no, held it's the painting. Off. The painting in the background. Oh. So that's actual Rorschach from the Watchmen comic. Uh, Interesting. I did not see that. Okay. I did not see that. Uh. Okay. I see <laughs> what you mean. I mean, I I did I do recognize that. Now that you say it, I see it. Yeah. But uh, I I did not see it as Mr. Trump. Okay. When I saw that, there's this one scene of that guy on the bridge from behind. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> That's, it's young DJT. DJT. Yeah. Yeah. What about DDT? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You remember Diamond Dallas Page? I do. Yeah. What do you think he's up to? Uh, he's getting injected with stem cells, and then he says, "Yoga does great." <laughs> it's like, yeah, does it? Does, is that all you need? Do you think he's got that Regeneron? Oh, I don't know. They only keep that for very important people. How important? Um assholes that let other people die but when they get sick they get this the good stuff those special people like regeneron or ivermectin oh no 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 we save that for my horse i mean that's we, we save that for silver streak <laughs> is that what your horse's name would be i'm uh, sure see that's an important it's, question it's, it's, it's after my my favorite richard Pryor movie with gene wilder silver streak Silver Streak. I thought your horse's name would be Fudge. See no evil, hear no evil. In the ninth, bottom of the ninth. See no evil, hear no evil. Coming around the corner. No, I said Fudge. I know. Fudge. (laughs) RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Uh, Did I actually watch a movie? I don't think so. I... Um, I, well, what have you been creeping on this week? I am one episode shy of finishing season four of Babylon 5. Is that the last season? Nope. Because there's five right. seasons. Of Babylon 5? And pretty clever. Three movies. Now, they're all like TV movies. And yeah. I, have to, I have to watch those uh, kind of in and around these episodes. Mm. And then there's 
the Crusaders or Crusades miniseries. And then there's also, I think, the Rangers or something like that, which was like, has nothing to do with anything, I don't think. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, and man, the similarities to DS9, they just keep popping up. Which is better? They're different. I, I couldn't pick. I wouldn't be able to pick. They're both, they're both good shows. Can I just say that? Are they good shows or are they pretty good shows? Good shows. Just good? Yeah. Not not pretty good? No. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Huh. Yeah. What do you mean you're not gonna do that? Why not? No. No. Sometimes shows are pretty good shows. Some are. Some are. Yeah. Some are. Uh did you watch anything else? No, that was that's it. That's that because I was sitting down doing some painting. I got I got those commissions coming, RJ. They just won't stop. And uh is that good? Do you yeah. like taking commissions? Uh, it's, I, I, it puts smiles on faces, and that's where I get my pleasure. Does it put uh, food on the plate? No. God, no. Oh. So have you ever asked these people why they don't do it themselves? Is it just because they don't have the time or the resources, well, do you think? Uh, like, just curious. Straight up, they well, it's because they don't want to fuck up their figures. Their mini? They want them to look good. So they, What's... So, so they come to this guy... Because I can make them look fine, in my opinion. Okay. But they're good. They're decent. They look better what, than not painted. So what's the most expensive mini? <laughs> Unpainted, like ever, or just in general? Or... Just in general. Like if I walked in the store right now and I was like, "What's like something that you have one or two of? You don't sell often, but once in a while." Like two hundred twenty bucks for like one big. That's a big model, but two twenty. How, how big? Like the size of a cat. Uh, uh half a cat half, half a, a cat? like half a half a small cat okay yeah it's well, pretty, pretty which big. is pretty big it's a, lot, a lot of surface area it's a lot of paint a lot of time a lot of detail work you dig a paint a lot of time a lot of detail work that's what i always say that's what you always say but I always that. yeah i mean i think they online games workshop they have their like boutique label forge world and i think they've got some uh like twelve hundred dollar minis <laughs> That's a lot of dollars. But they're, these are big figures. Actually, there might be like $2,000 ones, but they're like, I don't even really call them. They're like almost RC car sized miniatures. Like they're giant Titans or something like that. And they're all made of resin. Uh, mm. the, the detail is pretty stunning for that type of price. It better fucking be. But, I mean, yeah. But you could also just uh, find yourself a Chinese bootleg version of this stuff because they got the models or they got the, they have the molds, and uh, get them for a deep discounts. Hmm. How deep are these discounts? Big time. Um. Sometimes like a quarter of the price, a tenth of the price. I mean, that's not bad. No. So here's the question: When are you going to 3D print minis of us? Us for our someone's, for our toy line. Someone's going to make them, like the mod or the yeah. They're going to make those STL files. Okay, 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 okay. If someone does, I don't want to be made as a big fat guy. <laughs> that, that's that's just like waving the red flag in front of the bull. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. What? Uh, so Babylon Five is good. Yep. It's still good. Um, I look forward to season, getting to it about six years from now. Season four was weird because it felt like, why are they still going? It, it, everything's finished. The stories have all wrapped up. And, They've wrapped it up. 
but then they finally found their way forward, and then it got good again. And it was very Dominion War esque. And um, then then you're like, okay, this feels like once again at the end of season four. Or did they think they were not going to get that last season, so they just want to tie up their loose ends? Because uh, <laughs> this is kind of like, hmm, hmm it, everything's done. But it also seems to be setting up time jumps for the next season or something, which sounds actually really cool. Very ambitious. Some people say that our podcast should take a time jump. Yeah. We... Like we take we take like a three month break and then we come back on Spine eight hundred and we act like nothing happened. But then we'll just be like Riker. Uh and... which Titan or uh bad we... universe Riker? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like Riker. You like he's Riker. stinky. Yeah. He's in the, in the he's right a, way. He's a hairy man. He's a hairy man. And I feel that. Yeah, you can relate. You want to talk about other hairy men? Like Harry Kim? <laughs> you can't write these kinds of transitions, people. You can't plan this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do you want to hear about Voyager? Absolutely. Where did I finish last uh, week? Was it on the, 13. the doc? I think you finished oh. like right at 13. Oh, okay. You finished 13, yeah. and then we have that's the halfway mark, season six. Right. Well, let's finish this son of a bitch up then. With season six or like all of it? Depends on how you feel, Fuck it's, corn dog. Well, I mean, it's only seven o'clock. We're an hour ahead. We're an hour and ahead. All I will say is, uh, our episodes perform better the shorter they are. Well, let's just do season six, and then maybe next week I'll do either half of or all of season seven. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how fast this goes. You tell me when. All right, big dog. Okay. Okay. Uh, six fourteen, haunted TV PTSD, Votu. Ooh, that that sounds like one territory. It's it's not quite a one. There's some things in there, but um, Tom Paris gets a TV and uh, he's a real piece of shit to Bolana. She's like, I got you a TV, and he's just like, uh huh, and he's just watching it, eating snacks and stuff. And you're like, man, Tom, you're even a shitty husband or boyfriend. Um, but then the TV is haunted, and then everyone on Voyager starts thinking about like this mission they had and an un like on a different planet and they're all remembering it, but the TV is reminding them it. So it's like memory wipe kind of stuff. I wasn't really into it, Jared. If you know what I mean, it's called Memorial. It was just a haunted TV is how I saw the episode, which sounds super cool, mm-hmm. but it's not. That's what I thought. Uh, 615 catfish, Jeffrey Coombs, nineties wrestling out of four stars whoa this is the episode that has Dwayne the rock oh yeah johnson uh so jeffrey coombs is in this as a catfish uh and he he's at he's super good because he, he's just wicked good uh so they kidnap seven of nine and tuvok and they put them on uh like battle planet where, where it's like fight to the death kind of thing it's not bad um it's not great either this is the one episode jared i don't know if i've ever said this this is the one episode of star trek i had seen before i started doing this whole thing a year and a half ago this is it this is my whole experience where it it was just the episode with the rock fighting jerry ryan and i was like i don't know what this show is i was like what what is star trek (laughs) um oh it's where you fight the rock it it is, um, 
But no, it was um, it's okay. They steal seven of nine. She's really good at fighting and killing people, uh, but she doesn't want to kill people uh, for because it's for entertainment, you know. Uh, and so she fights the rock and it was a, it was a nice nineties crossover, but I think the rock actually, he, he gives her like some suplexes, some pile drivers. I think he even gives, gives her one of the, you know, once overs, the reach ins, you know what like I mean? A, sure. a, a, like a hit, like a headlock. Uh, no, it's more from this angle. Oh, like a, like a beef lock, a beef lock. <laughs> Is that a uh, wrestling move? Uh, okay. All right. I see what you're doing. I think doing. it should be. Do you know what I mean, Jared? Uh, so, yeah. Not bad. Not great. Um, moving along. 616. I was a teenage Borg. Two out of four stars. Mm. This is uh, an episode called Collective. And you are now introduced to the ragtag team of child Borgs, Jarrett. Wait a minute. So Teenage just just want to make before you get there, I, I want to clarify this wrestling move you were like miming to me. Is that a, are you talking about a full Nelson? No, I was just trying to say that he really grabs on her. I see. Her, yeah, her, her, it wasn't her, a full her, Nelson. Her breasts. or a half Nelson. Yeah, I think I can't remember, but I think there's some grabbing, like one of these. Oh, okay. Like a squishy uh, one. I see. You see what I mean? Okay. That's, yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, it, I, I mean. It's wrestling, man. What are you going to do? Different era. Different era. So anyways, uh, when you watch TNG, was the thing that you always said was missing was, man, the Borg are cool, but where are their teenagers? Where is the teenage aspect of the Borg? Well, I I remember early on being like, I never really thought about where the Borg babies. Mm. But uh... that's a good point, actually, because the Borg babies are super cool. I always thought. Uh, So what this is, is... um, what happens when they grow up but actually not even i think so there's like five of them that they take on or something and i think two of them are grown up from borg babies and then the other three i think were just assimilated as teenagers or so and seven of nine was assimilated as a little kid and like that's the connection there um i think this episode's supposed to hit harder than it does Mm -hmm. but basically what happens is hey now there's borg on board and guess who gets to take care of them but not yet not yet they're trying to get the borg kids home first so you get introduced to borg kids and uh, their whole thing is like let's get these kids home if we can (laughs) will it happen will the borg children ever get home jared who's to say these are the things that keep me up at night i know 617 jane air just jane air now more what the fuck was I said? Just Jane Eyre Moriarty. Zero out of four stars. Ooh, z- good. Zero. So I think I mentioned before the Jane Eyre episode where they make, they make a little Irish town. And uh, Janeway falls. Like, it's it's just like a romance thing. Jane um, Janeway falls in love with the Irish bartender. And she changes his program a bunch. And that's all that episode is. This mm. episode, that happens again. But the bartender becomes sentient and tries to take over the ship. And to which point I say... And they say there's no new ideas. I I went, enough. Okay? Put this concept down. No more. So all the... Yeah. The townspeople all, like, realize their holograms and they try to kill some of the Voyager people or people. And then the doctor shows up because he's a hologram. Like, you know what I mean, Jared? 
You know what I mean? This is a big fat zero because I am sick of this shit. All right? I see. <laughs> you're, you're real mad, huh? Yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this fucking Irish town that Janeway goes and gets all horned up in. No more. She's an insatiable woman, RJ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, her sexuality intimidates you. Well, I mean, here's one for you, Jared. 618. Harry Kim gets catfished by a dead body again. Two out of four stars. <laughs> what? Again? It has happened before. A, a dead person has convinced, like, at one point convinced Harry Kim to, uh, uh, or what was it? Like, he fell in love with something that wasn't real at one point, and he got, he got like, catfished. Wasn't that, was, one, I thought that was Tom Paris. No, Tom Paris get, always gets catfished by ships. Oh, like a, a, AI ships. AI ships. I because see. Tom Paris is an American metal enthu- or muscle car enthusiast, and he always plays around in mechanic programs, and then fancy, fast ships always catfish him. Harry Kim always gets catfished by, like, ghosts and, like, dead bodies, and it happens again. So they meet this person who Harry Kim was on an, on an away mission from, and she died, and now she's back. And uh, Harry Kim falls in love with her again, but she's dead. That's rough. Uh, yeah, you're telling me, bud. Uh, 619, Borg adoption processes. Or process, two out of four stars. Remember those Borg kid children, Jarrett? Yeah. Seven of nine adopts them for real. It's official. Hmm. They actually so they find one of the fa- one of the kids' families' homes, and then they go to try to return him. And the, it's like the oldest of the group of boys or kids, and he's like, he's like, I don't want to go home. I like being on a that, ship. That's a pretty quick turnaround for a plot. Yes, like three episodes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, they're speeding this shit up. But you wait until se- I think early in season seven, we get another twist with these guys um so they try to give this kid back home and then uh seven of nine because she's super smart she figures out that the the people of this planet sell their kids to the borg which doesn't make sense because i feel like the borg don't make deals or like <laughs> no like, they, you know what I mean? they just take and assimilate everything yes but it, it, i can't i can't remember how they sell it they're just like oh we send an offering and they don't know we're here even and it's like hmm I don't know. No, then they just show up and they go, we we we, uh, we drink your milkshake. We drink your milkshake. They drink it right up. So what happens here is uh, they try to give the kid back. He doesn't want to go. Seven of nine realizes that they gave him away to the Borg. Uh, so they say, Seven goes, you know what? I'm going to adopt you. This kid's name, I, he was in like probably 10 episodes. I don't even know it, but apparently IMDB says it's Icheb. I C H E B. Just rolls right off the tongue, hey? <laughs> Icheb. Icheb. Like I, I feel like that's not what that I feel like his name was like Aaron in the show or something. So like I don't know where this I strange. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I haven't watched it. How how much do you want to watch a Voyager at this point? More than ever? No. <laughs> More than ever, potentially? 
<laughs> my response to it is no. Okay. Uh, here's one for you. 620. Janeway makes bad decisions. Again, two out of four stars. Wow. Uh, Janeway always makes the wrong choice. Always. And it always, like, it just happens to work out. But I don't think that's not good, like, plotting or character stuff where it's like things just happen by chance uh what was this um good shepherd three errant crewmen what's janeway to do take them on an away mission oh okay yeah to see their true colors so what happens is janeway finds out that three crewmen on the ship have never been in a, on an away mission and she's like doing a disservice to these guys uh like they gotta go on an away mission because they're not getting the full Starfleet experience. She goes and talks to them. All three of them are like, we don't want to be on an away mission. We don't even want to be on the ship. It wasn't our choice to be here. We're stuck here. Leave us alone. And Janeway's like, well, maybe it'd be pretty fun if we just went, you know, to one moon or something. And they're like, we don't want to. And she's like, we're going. And, but then Janeway makes the decision to go with them. Uh, I think a bunch of stuff happens. I think Janeway even gets kidnapped at one point or something. Or she almost dies. Like, she, she just does something really bad where it's just like, why would she go with them? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jared? Garbage. So weird is Janeway makes bad decisions. Everyone's always like, she. I, I always see a really snappy twitter thing once in a while it's like who's your favorite uh, captain and why is it janeway it's like no she's not she's not very good um i actually I, here's another before you Margie, I, why do you hate women i don't hate women they, they make her do weird things what, what, like why, why do you why does the star trek writing room like lazy and incompetent yeah. well yeah and it's just like i don't I know Picard and Cisco had romances as well, but like, uh, so like Janeway's romance episodes, I just get annoyed by it because of like the era that they put her in. It's like, I don't want to see this old Irish town enough. <laughs> they just make her do bad stuff, and I hate it. I hate it. All right, here's another one for you, Jared. No. 621 President's Choice Voyager, one out of four stars explain i'm intrigued this uh uh, i also i have a secondary note here that says i hate this shit (laughs) what tell me more i want i want to hear about i'm looking at this one myself too live fast and prosper this is what happens you get in the episode opens and you see People talking like uh, an alien species talking about. Uh, oh wow, these aliens have bumps on their heads. That's uh, that's cool. Some of them, some of them. Uh, Whoa, what's going on here with Tuvok? President's Choice Voyager, Jared. I told you. <laughs> A trio of con artists impersonate Janeway Tuvok and Chakotay to try to scam money and resources out of unsuspecting victims. What? <laughs> I hate it so much. This looks amazing. It, I think this would pop up on people's lists ironically as like, this is one of the best episodes of Voyager. Hands down, one of the best. And it's like, I know, I've said before, I think a lot of Voyager is people, I think Voyager would be a great gateway for like 
kids or young families, like you're trying to introduce like younger people to Voyager or you have nostalgia from it. You watched it growing up or something. I think Voyager is great for that. But and I could see people really liking this show, but I thought it was real bad, Jarrett. Real bad. Oh, my God. Are you checking out these pictures? Yes. This is amazing. <laughs> you you say that, but if you watch uh, I don't want to watch it. Like it's, it's so bad. Oh, so what? The yeah, screen, so we... the screenshots. They all have like slits in their face, on their heads. Well, so it's actually like what is it? Now, did they design that so like oh we don't want to get confused when we're watching it? I I think so. Oh, uh, even though they're just like different actors. Well, the cold open is like aliens. Like, should we should we trust the Federation? And they're like, I don't know. Let's try it. And then they go, and it's like Captain Janeway and Tuvok, and it's just these two random people that come out. And you're like, hmm, something's fishy here. Uh, I actually don't mind the idea where it's like these people are capitalizing the quadrant, and they're just like, let's go and make promises like Feder- uh, like Voyager does, but we'll just take things. And it's like, that's actually not a bad idea. This has a 7.3 on IMDb. Yes, and that's what I mean. I, I see and, people... and this episode was directed by LeVar Burton. Yeah, that actually makes sense. It's not a bad directed episode. Um, it's It's weird. It's not a bad idea. I don't mind it. I just... It, it fits into that realm of things that I hate. Like, I, I just hate imposter shit because it just annoys me. And that's what it is. It's just impo- like a whole episode of these people, like, trying to stay away from Voyager and conning. And then they bring them in. And then Neelix is like, they don't seem all that bad. And then imposter Janeway, like, hits him, knocks him out, and then runs away. And it's just like vintage Neelix. You got to stop seeing the best in people. Fucking Joe Dirt. Get out of here. That's how they get you. That's how they get you, man. You don't have to click on it. This this just brought up the photo I wanted it to. On uh, chat, just Skype chat. Skype chat. Okay, let me see here. Opening up Skype chat at the moment. Boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, boop. Robert Duncan McNeil. Clicking link. You don't have to click oh, is the it link. Just his, oh, yeah. his IMDb. This is that. Fo- I have seen this picture. That's his Twitter uh, picture, too, I think. Huh. Maybe, actually. Maybe uh, it's... Unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. It's Tom Paris, baby. Everyone's real Jack because he's in that... Uh, he was just in that Lower Decks animated show. Looks more like Tom Chicago. Tom Chicago? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't think it's even Tom Chicago. I think it's more like Tom Delaware. <laughs> you Del- know, Tom... D- Delaware. Delaware. Tom Paris is classy, you know. Tom Delaware, he's just an okay guy. Mmm... Uh, all right. So, do you want me to talk about live fast and prosper anymore? Yeah. Wow, I think I think we've done all we could ever talk about. Yep, I agree. Uh, here's another one for you, Jer. Six twenty-two, drama nerds misery. Balana, two out of four stars. It's exactly as it sounds. Balana crashes on a planet. Some drama nerds find her, and then they start acting out the story of Voyager. And they're really, really into it. And they don't want her to leave. But does she get angry? Oh, Balana is always angry, Jarrett. It's the Klingon in her. She she doesn't want it, but she can't control it. Her angry side just comes out. And you know, <laughs> who hasn't been there, right, Jarrett? Okay. 
You know what I mean? This episode's fine, but I, I, I didn't care for it almost at all. Almost at all. M- much like all of season six. Yeah, pretty much actually. There's, There's there was like a some some high points in there, but there was one or two actually pretty decent episodes. Uh, cons- yeah, there's a couple. A couple seven. Actually, the seven of nine episodes are good. Where the one where she becomes a conspiracy theorist, and the one where her and Chakot. Good, and then the Barkley episode is good as well. Uh, oh, and there's a there's actually one coming up here that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Six twenty three, temporal agent Kess. Hi too, Jared. The return of Akes. The return of Kess. It's a. It's almost a three. It's not quite there because because Kess kind of sucks. But this is actually a good episode. Is this I, is, is this like a redemption of Kess as a concept? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She comes back as a temporal agent and she fucking blows up a Voyager because she hates him. Sweet. And it's a to- total pivot. Uh, this episode's kind of cool. Kess comes uh, to Voyager as like an old lady. And uh, she's like, Janeway, I need your help. And Janeway's like, oh, shit, what happened to Kess? She has aged horribly. So they let her on. And then when Kess is on, like, you know how she had, like, mind control shit? She comes on Voyager, and she just starts blowing out decks. And then she gets to uh, the top, and she's just like, fuck you, Janeway. I hate you. You ruined my life. And then kills everyone. End of the series the last episode oh cool so we're done yeah actually no uh what happens is right before that happens i think someone other temporal agents come and grab uh seven of nine and they work for the temporal bureau or whatever they're called it's come up in voyager a couple times um uh, and uh what was it they're like yeah Kess is gonna come up and fuck up the whole timeline because she goes back in time to blow up Voyager because she hates them now. And her, like, Kess's revenge plan thing was just, um, uh, or, like, why she did it. She was, like, in her species, she's like, I was a kid and you guys abducted me and uh, you ruined my life, so I'm coming back to kill you. And I was like, that's cool. I'm on board with that. You down, so you're, get, down, you're down with that. I'm down with that, yeah. And then they get seven of nine to uh, go back to different time periods in Voyager's timeline and try to prevent this. It's It's a good episode, yeah. It's not quite a three, but uh, it, it is a good episode. I enjoyed watching it. Okay. Not bad. Not bad, Jared. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Check this one out, though. 624, dual-wielding doctors, three out of four stars. Like guns? Kind of. Dual doctors. This one's cool. Uh, so the doctor, we, like, Voyager has transmission abilities with the alpha quadrant now but it takes like a month for the message to get there and then a month for messages to get back something like that uh voyager gets word that um what do we got here oh that's that's for you just for you that's a uh oh just for me it's like 2500 dollar uh big boy Ooh, i mean it, it is cool but 2500 dollars that it's i don't know it's, it's a little crazy I don't know. It, it's cool looking, but that's a, that's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. That's minimum. That's minimum because it doesn't include everything. There's like expansions to that. Yeah. That's that's that's, just... that's a couple bucks. And then you have to build it. It's not even painted for you. You got to do it yourself. Yikes. Yikes. Well, I could commission you to do it. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, 624. The doctor gets noticed that the actual Dr. Lewis Zimmerman in the Alpha Quadrant is dying from a disease. But hey, Jarrett, wouldn't you know? It's a disease that they encountered 
in the Delta Quadrant <gasps> that the that hologram doctor, the EMF, actually cured. Oh my God! So the curation will cure the curator. Yes, yes. So what happens is uh, the doctor asks for basically the permission to transmit himself across the um, the uh, to the Alpha Quadrant, which he's done before. And um, so he goes over and he tries to help Zimmerman, but Zimmerman's an old prick uh, like he was in DS9 and he doesn't want help. And he thinks he's bitter because he made all of the hologram doctors, but Starfleet doesn't use them anymore. They just use them for slave labor in like like coal mines or something (laughs) (laughs) or it's like lithium mines. So like the the real real doctor guy is uh, like super bitter. He's just like son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. He's like, I created you guys. He's like, but the Federation puts you to work in the in like the lithium mines, and uh, so like our. Because don't they have Andy Dick now, or something? Yeah, yeah. He got replaced. Yeah, so he was like the outdated model, where the Andy Dick is like the new EMF or, uh, yeah, emergency medical hologram EMH. EMH. That, that, it is kind of hilarious. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's like, well, like, they got busted down to coal miners. I know, and it's it's pretty funny actually. So this is a good episode. I liked it a lot. It's 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 just a doctor episode. He does uh, Robert Picardo does uh, dual dual roles as the dual doctors. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I liked it. I liked it. However, we get into some other things. Six twenty five. Neelix v Parallax. Two out of four stars. Whoa! The, the, the what? The God of Fear. Or... The God of Fear. Uh, one of the the original Yellow Lantern. Parallax wow. himself. Parallax. So uh, he's in, he's inside the ring. He's in. He's or, or inside. Sorry, he's in the lantern. He's in the lantern. He is the lantern, you know. And uh, Sinestro uses it. Yeah. Uh, so this is called the haunting of Deck Twelve, and it started out kind of cool because it's like a deck is haunted and it's like kind of nightmarish. But then it, uh, and I liked that a lot. But then it became a Neelix and the Borg Children episode about like getting over your fear. And I was like, mm, not feeling this very much. You know what I mean? That's where this is one of those episodes where it's just like, this is exactly what I would show like a 10 year old kid. And I, I don't mean that like diminutive, like that Voyager is a kid show. I don't think it is. It's just like, I think this would be a great entry point for like younger people to get into into Star Trek. So turns into Neelix and Borg children versus fear. So, you know. You know, uh, hey, you ready for the season finale? Absolutely. Uh, six twenty six Borgway, high two. But mm. that's it. I'm not giving these Borg episodes threes anymore because they yeah they they've uh, ran their they've course. ran their course. Yeah. So uh, spoiler, Janeway becomes a Borg in this episode. Yeah, you said Borgway, but not a uh, Lacutus of Borg. Yeah, not as cool. Just a drone. Uh, just a drone. This episode is weird. It's called Unimatrix Zero. And what it is, is there are other Borgs like Seven of Nine who have disconnected from the collective. And I think I've said before, I don't love that because I think one of the reasons the Borg were initially like cool and uh, like intimidating was that they were like so overpowering. So this whole Voyager is just making Borg individuals, which is like, I mean, I get why they do that, but at the same time, it's like yeah. you're kind of you're lessening them, you're cheapening the it's, board a little bit. There is a weird 
um, streak of like ideology to that. If it's like it's a yeah. celebration of the individual, yes, which which in itself is not that old of a concept, but it's definitely one that I could see. Uh, your late '90s sci-fi show. It's like oh, mm-hmm. Borg collectivism bad. <laughs> individualism good yeah. even though it's like what's well, what makes them so alien is that they're this completely like, that's what's terrifying about them i guess is we yes we prize individualism so much and the idea of it being taken away from us is just so horrifying like on this yeah. like i don't know on this level and oh i, I can't i'm i'm me and so now it's like what do you do with that concept what well, if you want to do borg and people like to apparently borg do good ratings but it's like now they've at yes. this point ruined the concept of borg yes i agree and like and like that's the that's the problem with me like i'm all for i do understand like the collectivism individual like dilemma and it's like but i do find it with especially in the last like year or two i do tend to lean towards collectivism as like like invasion of the body snatchers yes you'll you'll be dead but you'll just be a pod person and help build help build pod ships that will shoot their space spores into the into the skies to no populate problem. to populate other worlds no problem i'll i'll do i'll i'll tap into the matrix anytime they want take me take me away from here please do it better hope the government doesn't hear about this well it depends which government if bernie sanders heard i might get a job on his cabinet <laughs> bernard bernard sondar you'll, you'll be in charge of the body snatching division what irony that uh, I... rj would be in charge of body snatching episodes and, and people getting duplicated and replaced uh, yeah, it would be completely ironic, but uh, we would be serving a higher purpose. Wow, well, but yeah, but you just don't want to see shows about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't want to see shows about it. Mind control episodes. It's the it's oh, the speaking lowest of that, form. Babylon Five has some like super uh, torture episodes. By the way, ooh, TNG level torture. Yeah, there's like an entire episode that. Would be definitely after Chain of Command, and it's not as good, but it's good. What about O'Brien in an Infinite Prison torture episode? <laughs> uh, that nothing like that. Oh, the yeah, there, it's actually been a really long time, but man, some some bad actors reappeared, like just like new new bad actors, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember the early days of uh, being like, Whoa, get to make some real excuses for this, and they're back. These like people who are not at home with this like, kind of uh, B material, and yeah. they, they can't sell it. They're, yeah, so they're not at home with it, but will they ever get home? Well, I mean, that's a that's a different show altogether. Oh, I, I do I do know what you mean, though. And, like, that's, that's why I don't like the concept in general. I think it's shit. Shit, Jarrett. So it's, it's too bad that bad. Well, I mean, it's not too bad. All shows... Like long running TV shows dip into it eventually, where you have a doppelganger or a brainwash or whatever, and it's just mm-hmm. it is lazy, Jared. I'll just come right out and say it. It's darn right, darn darn right, not what if, good. What if it pays off after like several episodes rather than in one episode? It's just like that's that. Over? Yeah. I mean, I would be more on board with that, but then my my biggest problem is I just think it's a it's a lazy way to create conflict. It's like we're out of ideas. What should we do? Uh, let's throw in a doppelganger who uh, is working against the team in this one, and then it's like, uh, uh. what if someone gets Manchurian candidated? 
I mean, that's always there's always the potential for that. Yeah, that's, you just that's hope brain, it doesn't happen. It's, to you. it's brainwashing, though. I mean, it is. It is hard to say. So, anyways, the way season six ends, uh, seven of nine is in the Matrix dream world where other Borgs are trying to leave the collective. They have a plan to do it, but then what happens is the Borg Queen uh, gets Janeway and Tuvok and Balana and fucking makes them all Bor- fucking Borg Queen. The Borg Queen, yeah, she is. She's in so many episodes of Voyager. It's fucking insane. Uh, so that's the cliffhanger at the end. Is uh, a bunch of the Voyager's top staff are uh, now Borg. Oh no! Oh but no! Not Tom Paris though. They could. They couldn't assimilate him if they, even if they wanted they, to. They had the option. They went, nah. They went. We might pass on this one. We'll pass on uh, Tom Chicago. No, no, thank you, Tom Delaware. Not today. Not today. Not today. So that's season six of uh, Voyager. So would you like me to continue or, you know, do you want to do 13 next week and then 13 the week after? Let's let's pace ourselves. There's no no rush. It's over. Yeah. I mean, it is over. And it's what what do we got here? How many Borg episodes we got in season seven? One, two, three. Fuck, there's a lot of Borg episodes coming up, man. I will... Oh. Uh, sorry, I will say this. Season, season 7 has a couple pretty good episodes. Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Pretty good, yeah. So, Voyager. It's what Jarrett's watching. <laughs> well, it's the opposite of that. There's... Uh, we'll do a rundown at the end, but there are episodes worth watching, for sure. There's a couple of very good Star Trek episodes in there. Are you going to create my... Uh, the, the Jared Duncan top ten that I should watch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounded weirder than I wanted to, but yeah, sure, I'll do that. Sure. Is there any from season seven? Yeah, there is, actually. There's there's two... That's what I was saying. So like, two of the best episodes of the series are in the last season. Uh, Actually, not two of the best. One. One of the best. Okay. Of one of the top ten of uh, Voyagers in season seven, and it's really weird. It's it's right in the middle. It's not like um, it's not like big in the sense that it plays into the end of the series or anything. It was just an episode I thought was very good. I was just like, man, I'm into this. I was like, I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's good, Jared. Was, was it the swimsuit episode? No, we already hit the swimsuit episode. Another one though. Uh no it's because not they, that because it's... we're uh, poor uh, Harry Kim. Do you do you want me to do you want me to give you a tease on what that would be or please, or leave it? Please do. It's about eugenics. <gasps> yeah, it's one of your favorite things. I mean, it, I I don't want it to be, but it 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 makes for good television. Yeah. If uh, yeah. that doesn't sound horrible, would you describe it as compelling? It is compelling. Yeah, it is. It is. Have you ever seen the movie Gattaca? I have tried watching that movie. And you weren't a fan? I was not a fan. I was, that was a long time ago that I tried okay, watching maybe, it, though. A long time maybe ago. Maybe I won't include that episode on your list because it's, it's, it's slightly Gattaca-ish. Would you show it to high school kids in a biology class if one were teaching that? If I wanted to talk about genetic manipulation i probably would show them yeah okay there's things i would show them before that episode of star trek for sure like gattaca 
like Gattaca. That is, that, yeah, sure. That's a staple in the high schools. I, I, I was first shown Gattaca when I was in high school, Jared, mm-hmm. in a biology class. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's a good show, I guess. It'll come show. come full circle. It always comes full circle, baby. Yeah. Well, until next week, when we continue the on the last season of Voyager, and perhaps of all Star Trek talk. For a bit, I do. No, it's I, over. It'll be over. No more. It's over. No, nope, they never made another episode of Star Trek. Oh, I I didn't know. That's great. No, it's great good. for me. Yeah. And then maybe one day RJ will get his uh, his movies back so he can watch Insurrection. Watch I mean, I, Nemesis. I'm not in... I, well, I already watched Insurrection, remember? you? you oh, you I, bu- I bullied you into that. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you made me watch Insurrection. Right? So I, I only need to watch Nemesis. But to be honest, I'm not really in a rush to see it based on your response of that. So... Yeah. Uh, you you get that to me in due time. If it's a if it's a month from now, if it's a year from now, you'll <laughs> be good. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because well, you have to, you have to watch that before you watch Picard. Oh, I do. Yep. Oh well, fuck. I'm still years away from Picard. I got Enterprise. Uh, Discovery. Discovery. Well, Discovery and Picard are going in succession. So, I, but I do have Enterprise. Which and and is I guess and technically, you should rewatch the uh, the J.J. Abrams films because they are yeah semi continuity. Uh, I could burn that off in a weekend. Yeah, easy, 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 easy. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, that's a uh, Voyager for you, bud. Awesome. That's and that it. That's all I watch. Uh, Andrea and I have been watching a lot of TV shows, though. You know, Ooh. all sorts of. Sh- I can't remember. I think I told you about some. Did I? Did I tell you about? I, maybe off air one day. Maybe you did. Fuck, I don't remember now. Just refresh my memory. We just watched. Uh... Oh, <laughs> we just watched Mind Hunter. <laughs> oh, right. We had never watched it before. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I wish there was more. Didn't they? Do, did they do two seasons of that? There's there's two seasons, yeah. and uh, but the season two came out like four or five years ago or something like that, like, or like a couple of years ago for sure. So we watched that. Can't remember what else we watched. Oh, must not have been important. I guess not. I guess not. Uh well, you got any, any news, RJ? Yeah, Ar- Ar- so he... Archie. Archie. Yeah, so here's the thing. The world is not great. Yeah. And that's well, my news for and it didn't get any better as Paramount has announced that Top Gun Maverick and Jackass Forever have been delayed till next year, as well as Mission Impossible 7. I mean, I think that's I think that's going to hurt people because I I do know that big sugarhead was watching those jackass films so uh all for not i guess other than or, for, you know hanging with the boys you'll just have to watch them all over again next year or, or whenever, whenever the hell it comes out yeah i was reading this was on a uh, facebook uh and it was like a sponsored article that sprang up i think or maybe someone i know commented where they're like what the fuck another delay this wasn't a person close to me. And uh, 
I was like curious, I'm like what are people what are people talking about when these movies are getting delayed? And there's a lot there's a lot of uh, building anger and hostility apparently toward these studios uh, like being greedy and not releasing their movies, you know, their product into an into a climate that would make sense that would garner the most money. My mm-hmm. favorite was, well, what's the point of even releasing these movies? They'll be two years old by then. <laughs> They'll be old movies. But no. No one will have seen them yet, though. Correct. It's like that Charles Manson thing in Family Guy. He's like, he's like, it's not a rerun if if, if I haven't seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Yes, exactly. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm of two. I've a, I'm of two minds of this. On one hand, uh, yeah, I don't think they should release new movies right now because no matter where you fall on this, I don't think the world should. Uh, you know, like I understand why they keep them. It's like I think they should, yeah, either two things keep it in the can forever or just dump it onto a streaming service because don't do, don't be fucking muscled by Chris Nolan and by fucking Denny Villeneuve to just push this movie out and then and then have them complain back to you, right? Denny Villeneuve's already complaining, my movie going to undersell because of uh, no one going to the theater. And it's like, yeah, no one wants to go to the fucking theater right now. Leave it alone, Denny. Dennis. Yeah. Was that a flawless Canadian French accent? Probably. Come on, Dennis. We don't have any French Canadian listeners, so yeah. no one can question uh, me oh. on this. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we got, we got someone probably one person in Montreal. I really doubt it. I really doubt named, it. And named Anson. Anson. My name is. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, we. So, yeah, I saw uh, Venom. Venom. Venom got delayed again to next year, and that's like again. Honestly. Put it in the can, and when things look a little better, then brought, bring it out. Or fucking dump it on uh, Amazon Prime for 30 bucks a pop. See what happens. Uh, let's look here. Movie release delays. Let's take a look. See, uh, what's all what, sorts. It's all getting pushed back. Yeah. Is another wave of big movie delays just beginning? Yeah, it's kind of like another wave of COVID just beginning. <laughs> It's almost oh, like no it's, way. Almost, it's almost like they c- coincide. No way, uh, it's strange. Br- Brendan Morrow, staff writer of Yahoo News. Fucking Brendan Morrow, more like fuckhead. Shut up. Am I right? For now, at least one film looks to be holding firm as Sony announced Wednesday Ghostbusters Afterlife has been moved to Top Gun's previous November release date. That's going to get bumped too. I guarantee it. You got money on that? No. No, not at all. What's going to happen when Shang-Chi underperforms and uh, all the Marvel boys are going to say, blame it on uh, the the Disney Plus releases? Which apparently they're not even getting. Oh, it's not going on Disney Plus? I don't believe... Well, last I heard, it was not. Uh, Well, I know they blamed the uh, Black Widow underperforming. Well, but but it did. Of course it did. Whoa, whoa, Nothing, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nothing's going to make a billion whoa, whoa, dollars whoa. a weekend. Shang Shay is out to, tomorrow? Oh, I didn't know that. Is that how you say it? Shang Shay? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, think, I, think I don't read those sh- fucking comic books. I, I, I don't I, know. I, well, I mean, the comics you wouldn't be able to tell either, but uh, huh. a, a native born uh, 
Chinese person pronounced that's it that way. That's how they speak. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, yeah. That that, that that grew up speaking Mandarin. So. Well, let's see how well that movie performs this weekend. Hey? We'll, we'll see how the movie trailer pronounces it. The movies. I I never. I don't watch trailers chi. with audio. Chi chi, is in cheese. Shang cheese. Shang, Shang chi. Shang chi. There you go. Yeah, I think I think we might be on our way to getting it right. I I heard it's a a new jumping. It's like a new beginning Shang. for Marvel films. Or or is it pronounced Shang? Shang chi. Shang chi. I don't know. Whatever you say. I I, I mean, I would call it Shang Chi, like you, probably my Shang entire Chi? life. And then the other day, I heard Shang Chi or Shang Chi, and I went, "What?" And I went, "Wait, that's what is pronounced." I'm like, "Cool," but my like, good thing I have a podcast where my gimmick is uh, I, we don't pronounce any word right. So, I mean, have at it. We here's the thing. Yeah, we're white. What? And we don't do it intentionally. What? We just I don't know how to pronounce pronounce I, I don't even know how to pronounce english okay i'm not even good at english yeah i know no one taught me how to do this i blame the education system i see or more specifically i blame old people i see do you know what i mean do you know what i mean he doesn't know i don't know what you mean doesn't know that's it uh i think so that's that mattress man there you go i knew you'd say it i know you get it out there just man yeah i don't know is there news anymore fucking Uh, put it all online i don't give a shit what does uh what do respiratory diseases have to do with uh parasites what kind of parasites uh worms for instance Worms? Yeah. I do know that worms are bad. No one wants them. Uh, I Yeah, I certainly don't. I try to stay away from worms whenever possible. Yeah. What about when you're going fishing and they're good bait? Uh, I don't go fishing, so no. So no. No. And I don't plan to go fishing, so also no. Very well. Very well. Yes. I guess that's that. So, uh, we have a movie to talk about. Do we? And so after the break, we'll be donning our finest trench coat and fedora. Who? And uh, we're going to be real cool.
c'est des ennuis. Il faut trouver le moyen de la faire craquer, alors elle parlera. Que le juge d'instruction n'est plus qu'à l'inculper de faux témoignages ou de n'importe quoi. Et le petit Jeff Costello, on le fera asseoir ici sur une chaise. Costello, Jeff, 30 ans, sans condamnation, inconnu au sommier, correspondrait au signalement donné. On ne portait aucune arme sur lui. L'homme portait un chapeau. Mettez votre chapeau. Mais il avait une moustache, je crois. Pourquoi vous êtes-vous rasé à la moustache, Costello Je n'ai jamais porté de moustache de ma vie. Quel est le nom de l'homme de 30 ans Je suis obligé. Ah, ça oui. Jeff Costello. Jeff Costello. Personnage central d'une intrigue dramatique. A-t-il encore des amis Le Samouraï, un film de Jean-Pierre Melville. Raccrochez-le. Allez. Le Samouraï, interprété par Alain Delon, François Perrier, Cathy Rosier et Nathalie Delon. Si j'ai bien compris, vous me demandez de faire un faux témoignage. Moyennant quoi, je n'aurai aucun ennui. Parce que si je maintiens la vérité contre vous, alors là, je peux m'attendre à un bavé. C'est bien ça Une histoire passionnante. Une interprétation hors de pair. Une réalisation magistrale. Un film exceptionnel. Il vient de sortir de l'immeuble et a pris le métro. Suivez-le. Enfin, essayez. Samouraï, un film de Jean-Pierre Melville. Prochainement sur cet écran. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Le Samouraï from 1967, directed by Jean-Pierre Melville. The tagline for this film, RJ, hmm. his only friend was his gun. It's not very accurate. He doesn't really carry the gun that much in this movie at all. He throws it right into the fucking river. Yeah, it's it's in the movie and out of the movie in about ten minutes. No, he's 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 not. I mean, that's how much of an asshole he is. I guess he's throwing his his friend in the river. Did these pieces of shit even watch this movie? In a career-defining performance, Alain Delon plays Jeff Costello. That's Jeff with one F. Everybody, a contract killer with samurai instincts. After carrying out a flawlessly planned hit, Jeff finds himself caught between a persistent police investigator and a ruthless employer, and not even his armor of fedora and trench coat can protect him. An elegantly stylized masterpiece of cool by maverick director Jean-Pierre Melville, Le Samurai is a razor-sharp cocktail of 1940s American gangster cinema and 1960s French pop 
culture with a liberal dose of Japanese lone warrior mythology. This sounds like the most Jarrett pick I've oh, ever heard. What? It sounds like when Jarrett was watching those Cassavetti movies, wearing his fedora, smoking <laughs> his cigarettes, and just saying, you know, I'm more of like a bone wolf. Like, uh, I kind of, I'm kind of an alpha. I kind of go out, and you know, there's there's two wolves inside of me, but uh, I'm the alpha. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jarrett? Hey, <laughs> you want to hear an example of my color blindness? Uh, so okay. when I look at the Le Samurai poster, that's like the Criterion image with uh, Delon holding the hat um, with Le Samurai in black across the top. The background to that just looks like pink to me. Okay, <laughs> but I, I don't think okay, it. Wait. But I don't think it is pink. You don't think it is pink? I suspect it's so gray, but it looks um, pink. Yeah, it's just gray. Yeah. Okay. So this is why people pay me top dollar to do commissions because i'm colorblind yeah i was gonna say that I, I don't know how the colorblind thing works into your um painting co in color <laughs> uh side business you currently have going yeah seems questionable yeah well i guess people like what they get so people it, will take it, what it, they if, get is what you mean what was the trailer for that fucking uh, James Gunn movie was it like from the mad genius or something like that of James Gunn from the mad genius James oh, Gunn that's yeah so this is the maverick uh John Pierre Melville is he a maverick no one has ever described well outside of John this Pierre outside Melville. of this one guy this who wrote this oh, who was that fucking Ebert yeah Big Ebs Ugh. yeah so anyway, so this is a movie I've seen before. And have it is, you? I have. Oh, okay. Uh, like eight years ago or something like that. I think the first time I've ever seen this, because it's uh, you're both these Melville movies. You, you, you like those noirs, RJ? You got to be like, well, I hear a lot about this one. It's about a yeah. guy in a trench coat and a fedora, and he goes around, he's a hitman, but he's like melancholic. He's he's, got, it, he's a little existential almost. Some people call this new noir, like N-U with the two dots over new, it, like new, new noir. New. New noir? Where's your new noir list on Letterboxd? They, they're more like Matrix with Neo. That's new noir? Is the, the Matrix? Yep. I mean, that's fine with yeah, that's, me. I, that's, I, exactly, I just, that's exactly what I'm saying. I just needed to double check. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. I'd seen this back when. And uh, all I kind of remembered about it at this point was this club, the the, the, the nightclub. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot of Alan Delon walking around doing stuff. And yeah. that's honestly about it. And kind of That's being, all you took away from it. Yeah, right? and kind of being like, yeah, oh, the movie's okay. It's not bad. It's not a bad show. Not not a pretty good show. Not a, maybe not even a good show, but it's okay. It's good. It's not terrible. It was kind of getting a lot of hype at the time. Maybe when I watched it, well, whenever Drive came out, um, there was a lot of talk oh. about Drive and a lot of people talking about Walter Hill's The Driver, which mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the driver takes a lot from Le Samurai. 
in terms of like some plot beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's very 70s to this movie's 60s-ness. And perhaps even to Drive's 2010-ness, which is like a very um, shiny movie with a really sweet soundtrack. Yeah. What about Underneath? Uh it's it's just it's super simple. It's just about a hitman, and mm. he's just he's so disconnected. He 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 lives in this room with a bircage, but is it a metaphor, RJ? That just, I don't. That, what, this, what does that word that, mean? That, I'm that, not familiar that, with that term. Despite all that bird's rage, it's just a bird in a cage, much like wow. our assassin. Wow. How long have you been working on that one? For weeks, months, <laughs> seconds. Months, mere, mere seconds. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I came into this movie a little trepidation because mm-hmm. there's something about this movie that I think it attracts a certain audience type. Uh, and, okay. I, and RJ, I have to say, I'm a little surprised in your letterboxed review. You did not tag this with what I feel is peak incel fanfic. Okay, so here's the thing. Says so this is this to me is actually what self fanfic would, would be. be. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I did consider it, and I I was doing it, but I was like, is he the true incel? I don't know. It's hard to hard to say, but I, I do agree with you. This is incel fanfic for sure. Yeah, I think this is. Yeah, I think this is maybe. This the is the best, definition. This is the best example of it. I think we've watched. If you opened by my the, definition by the creep by, by this thing that we've made up completely. Uh, if you open the creeptionary, incel fanfic would be a picture of La Samara. Yeah, and you see all these images of like these guys that really like this movie, and they were doing the similar pose. Mm. How many people do you think have this as their uh, profile pic in in the letterbox community? At least two. At least two. Yeah. Any uh, highly prolific ones? Oh, yeah. or... Everybody knows them. No, oh, okay. We don't need to talk about these people. Anyway, like, yeah, so, fudge. Whatever. This movie. Sure. So okay. So what's this little samurai all about? What's it feeling like? Um, a synopsis. So we have this guy, this Jeff Costello man. He lives in his his little uh, apartment in Paris, and he just lays in bed. And you're kind of like, man, this is a really nice looking movie. This this looks like that Tarkovsky guy. Does it like literally look like a little, Tarkovsky? A little bit, and it's just like one continuous hmm. shot. There's no movement. It, it made me think of Stalker a little bit when I okay. when, when I think of Stalker. It's just this long shot, um, and. He's up to something. And, okay. it's, and it's all very quiet. It's a little Bresson-ish. There's emphasis on hands, which is probably what? intentional. You know, about, you know about that Robert Bresson, don't you? About, I know about hands. You know, I've seen the cover to The Irishman. But, but do you know, know about, about hands. But do you know about Mr. Hands? I know Mr. Hand, but uh, you don't want to know about Mr. Hand, Jerry. Oh, he's, got, he's only got one hand. Uh, you don't want to know about that guy. Nah, Trust me. Nor, nor do you want to know about Mr. Hands. Though I'm sure he's a fan of mm-hmm. ivermectin as well. So. Potentially. Oh, yeah. Potentially. Um, no more. No more. Um, he's going to steal a car. And okay. he's got a whole ring. He's got a whole loop of ring, of keys. <laughs> and what's his method, Jarrett? Try them till they find the one that works. Now, I have a question about this. Yeah? 
in France, is this how it works that there's just you just get like a thousand keys and you're like, you know, one of these is going to work eventually. It was olden times. Was it olden times? Yeah, it was. It was uh, you know 1967. Was it 1967? It was, and uh, everyone had like everyone could just get one. (laughs) They could break into whatever they wanted. I'm pretty sure it's not okay to have those keys. That's why he's a criminal. Uh, what is like crime if only like a concept? What 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 are freedoms? What does freedom mean to you, Jared? Um, podcasting. Mm, poor choice. Yeah, very poor. So poor he sets up a an alibi for himself. That uh-huh. so it's like he tells his one of, one of his lady friends that seems to just have like a rotating door of gentlemen callers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, from this time to this time, I was with you. And that's pretty well all he has to say. And she's like, okay, handsome. Do you, have, do you have any ride or dies that would stand by you if you just kind of blindly were like, listen, <laughs> if anyone asks, I was here. It's hard to say. Do you because like uh, so Andrew, you, 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 you don't you you don't really know until you until you know when the when the heat's on, when the when, heat's when, on. whether they'll break or not. Andrew and I have talked about this a lot. She would probably turn me in. Yeah, because you're because you're a bad person. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that would be her way out. Yeah, well, she say she said he has a podcast, and they go straight to jail. Yeah, straight to jail. This guy's a real piece of shit. I just, I tell her, I was like, if you ran over a guy and you're like, listen, I didn't mean to, but we got to bury this guy. I'd be like, all right, let's go. He but went, if I, he's stuck in the windshield and he's in, he, he's in the garage right now. He's in the garage right now. I say, listen, give it a day. This whole thing will blow over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would do it for her. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. She, she says she might, but I have doubts. Uh-oh. I have doubts, Jared. I don't know if she could actually stand up for me because I think secretly she knows I'm a bad dude. So, bad, bad dude. She's going to do you in. Maybe. Uh, It should be noted that probably the first half hour of this movie is essentially dialogue-free. Yeah, it is. They're about maybe 20 minutes. I think I tried to check and I I got lazy. But uh, this movie is all just pure storytelling. You're just following this man as he goes about plotting how he's going to kill someone, someone he's never met and he's being paid to kill. Uh, the, the person that he's being paid to kill uh, owns, or his name at least is on a nightclub. And mm-hmm. basically uh, Jeff is just plan is he's just going to walk right in and he's just going to shoot this guy and walk right out. It seems Pretty simple, right? I don't know what could go wrong with that. Well, on his way out, he makes eye contact with the pianist that mm-hmm. works there. Uh, and there's the bartender, and there's a few other people that kind of note this man in a fedora and his, like, I don't know, tan, beigey uh, trench coat as he, as he escapes out through the essentially the front door. And, mm-hmm. and now he's... Uh, He's got to get. He's got to get out of there. Takes that gun. His his good personal friend, Mister Gun, throws him right into the river. Would you do that to one of your best friends? Yes. Which one? 
Well, one thing happens here is uh, Jeff, he he goes to play in a poker game, which he is also kind of uh, set up in terms of like, oh, is there a game at this particular time? <laughs> well, I'll be ba- I'll be back to play. <laughs> like. Like a game for the boys. For the boys. Berta. Because he knows the police, upon discovering this man, are going to round up a whole bunch of suspects. So he might as well, I guess, make himself available. Uh, what do you mean by make make well, himself available? Well, so this this is sort of, well because he does right because I mean he could have just gone home, mm-hmm. and they would have never even thought about looking for him. But, okay, so here's but in his. But as this, at the end of the movie, it becomes a little bit more clear that he's on a path of self-destruction. Yeah. Okay. So I had a, I had a few questions here when I went, and I won't say I won't say too much yet. But I went. So for a guy trying to set up so meticulously alibis and things like that, it seemed pretty lazy. That the one thing that they clue him for is that he's wearing the same coat and hat mm-hmm. when he could have very easily changed his coat and hat and then also like you said he could have probably very easily gone home but then it also makes me question if this individual is on a path of destruction just end it you know what i mean just like why why even bother having alibis just go do the thing and then i don't know you know what i mean are you are you familiar with the works of albert camus (laughs) No, I am not. All right. <laughs> Frankly, he sounds made up. Contradictions. People are contradictory, RJ. They do things. They I might, mean, they, they, maybe. There might be this underpinning of a philosophy behind it, but perhaps uh, it'll come about and manifest Some in, in curious ways. Allegedly. Because uh, we're just kind of tossed around. Our actions are governed by forces that also don't really make a whole lot of sense. Well... What even is, like, free will, man? Well, the question here, though, is what is cinema? Uh, Cinema is, like... (laughs) Is this my co-host, Lars? (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Lars Costello. Lars Costello. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this... I I, I see what you're saying, but I don't know. This Costello, this Jeff guy, what a fucking name that is. Jeff Costello. When, when the, I saw the, that, the, I went, the, Fr- the Frenchman, <laughs> Jeff Costello. Yeah. I I had I had some I had some major doubts when I saw that. Yeah, I went. Mm. Well, he gets hauled in. Uh, there's a very like there's a big scene of like them him standing in front of the uh, the measurement chart. Uh, other people who've been picked up as suspects. They're grabbed. Uh, they're grabbed because they were carrying thirty twos, which was the same weapon used to shoot. I guess this guy. But how would you know sure. that? Like this guy was literally just shot. It's like they dug the bullet out and went, "There it is." This came out of a thirty two. Would you not? I would dig a bullet out of you if you were shot. I, I may, well, thank you. That's very considerate I mean, of you. Once you were dead, I would definitely get yeah. a bullet out, and I would frame it, put it on the wall, yeah, or sell it online. Ooh, did anyone ever sell the bullet that killed like an other, uh, some other famous figure? Yeah, people, yeah. People have done that kind of thing, but they were like, I don't know if they were real or fakes. Oh, there was like the people. Um, yeah, that's like a thing. Was it in Bonnie and Clyde? 
where there's like people who came running forward with like uh, handkerchiefs and like kind of dabbed up blood off of mm. uh, after them. Like I got the blood of uh, you know so and so, someone famous. I'm gonna sell it. Hmm. I would sell some stuff. You think people would pay the same for like podcaster memorabilia, like podcaster pod- semen? I, well, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say like underwear worn during this epi- famous episode of the podcast. <laughs> they might. There's an audience for everything. Uh, what do you think? I, that, I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we have the right. We don't fit the 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 product line, nor All do I, we necessarily have the clientele. I mean, maybe not. But I'm just saying, if I were to sell the underpants of both of us worn during the uh, Idi Amin Dada episode. We might get uh, enough money to retire, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that, that kind of money. Yeah. We go Edie Amin Dada money. <laughs> Rocket ship money. Yeah. We could fly up. No. All, all, all the way to the moon. Well, someone's moon. So they really start yeah. – gr- th- these policemen, the, 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 yeah. the Francois Perrier is the superintendent. Uh, he He knows – he knows he? his cop senses are tingling. He's like, this guy did it. All these witnesses. There's a lot of contradiction. And of course, there's like kind of almost a, a joke about how eyewitnesses are unreliable. Mm-hmm. But here, there seems to be an intention with uh, with that. Even like bringing this guy's uh, girlfriend, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, to really like grill her about the alibi that she's trying to give him. And it's like, well, there was another man that came by too. And how dare you get into people's private lives, but there's been a mur- mm-hmm. murder. We must solve it. Um, yeah. And this takes up, this is about another, like, I don't know, half hour of the movie is just like the, the beginning of the procedural mm-hmm. of getting this guy and how he's going to slip through your fingers. And there's interesting observations, like how this guy just never talks. And you're like, mm-hmm. how many people have you had in handcuffs for like hour, like in hours on end? Like metaphorically speaking, just, they never talked. It's like mm-hmm. that, that is not what normal people do. There's a lot of assumptions made there by is. the police unit in this movie. It's, it's, good, it's a good thing. This isn't a true crime documentary. And this is a, a, a work of fiction. Well, what would you do if it was a work of fiction? Well, I noticed, RJ, that uh, your Letterboxd review uh, mm-hmm. make, is a link to a NWA uh, music video. Um, Which one? About the police and, and, and fucking them. Well, I don't know about you, Jarrett, but when I watched this film, I had a sense of... I don't know if it's the last year or two and, you know, the awareness of the the goings-ons and the happenings of the police. And particularly in this movie, the things that, you know, you watch the police do. They say, listen, he's innocent, but we know he's guilty. Let's break into his apartment. Let's hold him here. Let's let's really question this lady about her sexuality. Well, and, like and, and and also like make make deals that you can't do, and also be like you've perjured yourself, which she hadn't done, <laughs> which she hadn't done. You know, kind of lie to people and uh, well, I mean, extort them. I, I will in a say that the uh, the French justice system is different from our own. The French? Yeah. What about the French Canadian? Is uh, that different? No, that would still fall under, fall under the Dominion of Canada. 
generally speaking. Uh, but I guess the province does get to determine uh, its own rules, which I can't imagine are too far off from our own. But uh, I digress. But, yeah, so I was curious about this because I was like, RJ, are you pro-Hitman? Uh, are you, are you for murder for hire? I'm I'm pro doing what feels right. Uh, and, no, and, I, and the police I, are like the no fun police. Yeah, get out of here, fun police. You know what I mean, Jim? Mm-hmm. No, I. Uh, well, all I meant was I felt that the police were potentially doing some questionable things this film so they and it made me get their men i mean yes but you know uh you know um confession under uh torture is not confession what what is that well, you know what i'm trying that, to say i mean well yeah there's there's some coercion here there's a little bit of some things are a little coercive yeah. but yeah yeah there's a little bit of that going on um yeah there is like they even kind of yeah, the movie definitely makes you root for Jeff getting away with things, which mm-hmm. is, I think, just good movie making, I guess. Cause good intel fanfic. Yeah, the movie wouldn't really work if you were like, oh, man, I hope this guy gets arrested. <laughs> like that, that's, that would be not great. It would make the movie not really hold together. Um, so anyway, Costello starts getting tailed by the police after he leaves. Mm-hmm. But he, he she, she shakes his tail, and he goes to find the the guy who's got he's, he's got an envelope for him. But mm-hmm. you know what they say about criminals? Don't trust them because this guy's like, hey, you got caught, you're a liability, and he goes mm-hmm. to kill him. There's a struggle on this uh, overpass, kind of pedestrian bridge by a train track. There's a swooping camera shot along a fence as they. They kind of have a scuffle, and then they break apart, and this Donald Trump-looking man gets away, and mm-hmm. Costello's like, "Damn!" And he's been shot in the arm. Now Lost he's got another one. Now he's got a he's got to tend to his wounds. What do you think he's gonna do? Uh, he's gonna be a man and like act like it's no big deal. Even though, like, when I get paper cuts, those sting real bad. And I gotta go put a band aid on it. I, I don't really know exactly how uh, a bullet hole feels, but uh, ah, it's nothing, dude. I've been shot like nine, ten times. You, you barely notice. <laughs> yeah, you start getting used to it. Say, buck up, snowflake. No, you'll be fine. So now he's got some a little bit more motivations. Like this guy, he shot me. I don't like that very much. Well, yeah, that's neither here nor there. He goes to visit uh, the pianist Valerie. Yeah. Um, and because he wants to know, like, why did you help me? Could you explain that? Why? Yeah. Oh no, I I thought you said what did you help me, and I was like, what do you mean by what? 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 Why? Why did she help him? Why did she why help did him? She... Why did she, RJ? Uh, I remember the scene. They're in the car, and she says something like. I remember when I watched the first scene, I was like, "Is like, is she gonna be like, well, why did you let me go?" And then I honestly can't remember now. I watched this movie like two week, two days ago. I don't remember why she let him go. She, it's something like that, is it not? Yeah. She's like, you let me go, and whatever, you didn't have to. So, or is it something else? I mean, my my interpretation of this was like Marty was a bad dude. <laughs> 
It's yeah. kind of like, I don't really care. <laughs> it's like, oh, you killed him. Yeah. You kind of did us all. You did the world a favor. You did me a favor. So you did everyone a, a solid on this one. Yeah. And we're all appreciative. We're, we're all good. So anyway, uh, the police—they're—they're they're going to be like, we're going to burn a, you know, turn up the heat on this guy. So some police officers break into his apartment. They bug mm-hmm. the room. Um, the bird's not a fan of this, and uh, I, I guess the astute Costello notices the bird being very upset, and he's like, mm-hmm. mm, "There must be something amiss," and finds the bug immediately. I yeah, I was a little confused by that. Like the bird was just doing bird stuff, but you know, very, nothing. But very agitatedly, because compared to like how the yeah. bird was just kind of chirping pleasantly at the beginning of the movie, now the bird's like, yeah. "Watch out, Jeff! Watch out!" That's that's what the subtitles read. I don't know if you got the, that cut the, with the bird language. Oh, the bird cut. Yeah, it's. I mean, I know that the Snyder cut is one thing, but the bird cut is a whole other kind of bald game. I will say. I think that that may be like that is definitely their intent with this, but I think that's a tad generous, <laughs> tad generous, Jared, to uh, to get the audience to say, "Man, the bird really loves them." Really kind of clued glued them in. That's, I would go. Hmm. That's what you got. That's what you got to do. A mental in Dumb and Dumber, and you just pop that bird's head off. Our bird's heads are falling off. Yeah, like that. Leave no witnesses. Well, I mean, actually, so I just watched the Millennium with the the bad guy from Dumb and Dumber in it, and <laughs> oh man, like Mike Starr or uh... yeah, oh. like you know the big guy who yeah. dies on the chili, pe- yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in uh, one, the Millennium I just watched, and he gets up to no good, Jared. Let oh, me tell like you, like Millennium style stuff. Oh, pretty, yeah. I'm talking about necrophilia in the woods oedipus complex kind of stuff oh, okay he's, a, he's yeah. a good dude i mean in terms of millennium he's one of the lighter villains mm-hmm. so it gets grisly but you know yeah. while we're on the subject i should say um so yeah the police visit uh jane that's his that's his lady friend mm-hmm. not the pianist the other lady friend and they they just like kick in the door <laughs> essentially and just like start searching i'm like do they have a warrant they don't really say, but this is a bit more of the pressure of being like, Hey, you know, you'd be in a lot of trouble for lying to us. I'll take this little statement you gave me and I'll tear it up. You tell me the real, you tell me the truth. She, and he's just hammering her. He's going for all the angles, all those police tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just, when you think she's going to bite, she's like, no, you want me to perjure myself by saying what you want me to tell you? I've already told you the truth. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, yeah. Then, would you go, though? Or would you stay? What's that? Well, you said, get the fuck out of here. But would oh, you go? Well, he's got to go. <laughs> Why would he keep staying? Maybe he likes it there. Maybe he does. It seems very comfortable. A lot of silk sheets. What kind of sheets do you got on your bed? Silk, cotton, bamboo? That's uh, cotton. Yeah. Are they ever scratchy? Uh, some. It depends on the thread count, RJ. Well... We had like we bought a couple of sheets that like sounded good, but they were all scratchy, and I was like, "Man, yeah. a little abrasive." Well, I was like, you know, I'm happy to be in a bed under a roof, so that's one thing. But at the same time, kind of want to lie in comfort. Yeah, get yourself some flannel sheets. Ooh, for them winter months. That's right. Okay, okay. Cuddle Just in. a little tangent for a second. Yeah. That's, then, all, then that's you, all. Then you cuddle in. 
So, yeah, there's a whole lot of Costello losing the police, and then the police are like, we're going to keep putting more and more people on this guy. He's going he's to slip up. Um, mm. He goes back to his apartment again, and yeah. his uh, the Donald Trump-looking guy, he's there, gets a drop on him. He's like, hey, sorry about that mistake. You know, it, it just it, things didn't look good at the time, but we got another job for you. We're going to pay another $2 million francs or whatever it is to do it. And the guy's like, uh, well, I don't, I don't really make deals or talk when someone's pointing a gun at me. The guy's like, okay, I'll put my gun away. And then he gets the shit beat out of him. <laughs> um, and uh, he's like, now you're going to tell me where the, your boss is because I'm going to settle things up with him. And because he's a boss, because he's an evil boss in a movie, he really loves modernist art. What kind of art are we talking about? Matisse? Uh, like paint, Vegas. Paint, paintings that look like Rorschach. The, the, no, no Dagus. No, no Dagus. That's where like TV villains really are into, um, like Roman busts. <laughs> like Roman busts of Roman reigns. Yeah, of Roman reigns. <laughs> that's what you meant, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Or Luther reigns. Whoa, I I'm not familiar with oh, that. Yeah, you, you look him up. Look up Luther Reigns. W W E. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I better open up an incognito window here because I don't want any target ad ads on uh, whatever Luther <laughs> yeah, Reigns is. Well, you already missed SummerSlam, so. Well, I'm fine with that. Let's see. Uh, yeah, this guy looks like he's uh, less samurai. He, he, this yeah. guy's super old though. Well, he is now. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, what's his affiliation with Roman Reigns? Nothing other than they really like that last name Reigns for a while. And they, then they're like, hey, let's try it again. This guy, this time with a younger man. Do you think that that's what the bad guys in movies like Les Samurai have, like busts of in their, uh, in their things? It's like <laughs> the chest, wrestler, WWE wrestlers. The chest protectors. <laughs> punching their fists to the ground and going, wah! Dude, he he was like yeah. like Waluigi. He, he does sound effects. Uh, anyway, so uh, the samurai. Um, sure. Uh, his goal is now to get Carter. No, he's there to kill the guy that gave the you know backst he was backstabbed by, and he's going to be followed by the police forever. Mm -hmm. He's being trailed by all these people, all these cops in disguises, and he's on a train, and there's lots of comings and goings. You're like, how is he going to shake them? There's just so many. The The state surveillance is so prevalent. Is this like M? But it's instead of like a, a child predator that we want to see get caught, this is about a cool-looking guy with big blue eyes. His eyes are blue, right? That's not a colorblind thing. Uh, I think his eyes are walnut, walnut. potentially. I don't know about that. No, I I think they're blue. Yeah, yeah. big big blue eyes looking. I think so. He's like always like puppy doggy, and all these people go, "Oh, look at him! He's trying to kill me." Do you think he's cute? Um. Well, he manages to pay visit one last, uh, visits her one last time, and uh, then he goes to the guy that he wants to kill. Who mm -hmm. I guess also lives where the pianist lives. Conveniently. Conveniently. And he just goes and kills this guy pretty quickly. It's like very like this is the last, I don't know, ten minutes to go. And it's just like, oh that guy's or not or something like that. It's like, oh he's just dead. That that's the drama, but it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. But this movie What is it about? 
uh, it's about Michael Mann fetishism of like men doing jobs and professionalism uh, about about masculinity, right? What even is masculinity? Well, who, oh, like, did did you think Michael Mann's a, mo- a fan of this movie? Because I feel like this I movie mean, is probably like, kind when, of when people think about Thief and yeah. uh, these other types of movies and aesthetics. Anyway, I would say probably, but I don't know what, to what end, you know. Yeah. So uh, he he goes back to the nightclub, and the last time he was at the nightclub, the bartender hey made a joke about what is it about uh, you know criminals return to the scene of the crime because <laughs> you you could you could imagine Single. like a you could imagine like a nineteen forties film noir man saying that to somebody that kind of dialogue. Listen here, pal. The yeah. criminal always returns, but it's, pal. Very, but it's classy when it's in French, and you have to read the subtitle, and you go. It's really deep. It's it's very psychological. So uh, he shows up to the busy nightclub and he's like making no, like, he's not even trying to conceal himself. He's just out in the open. And Mm. then he walks over to the pianist and he smiles. He's just looking at her and she's kind of like, oh, you're you're back again. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm here to kill you. I've been paid to do so because there's this job that he's supposed to take. And you're like, what? What's going on? Is 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 this is this the incel emerging? And then, of course, he pulls out a gun, and then the police all jump out and shoot him dead. And then you're like, "Wow, it's a good thing we were here. He would have killed you." But then the detective goes, "No, uh, uh-uh. and they pull up no, the gun and they they pop out the revolver piece, and it's like it's uh-huh. empty. It wasn't even loaded, and it leaves you questions of like, but why? Say, <laughs> so, did the police use? excessive force in this measure wow i mean they 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 dealt with the matter like they would with a stormtrooper that 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 stormtrooper had a gun that was wow but they they have treated it like it's real and they already know this guy's a suspect but now it's all tied up in a nice neat little package the the bad guys have been punished like in the the classic movies but Mm -hmm. there's ambiguity of like the choices that he's made up to this point he put a lot of effort into not being caught but was it all just for show? Was it? Mecha- I mean, was it? Was it manic- mechanical decision making? And then finally, he makes a decision at the end that completely undermines what he was doing all along. He did. He got. He did exactly what he needed to do and accomplish his end. Suicide by cop. <laughs> I mean, that could be the point, but at the same time, I feel like there's easier he felt methods. To, well, or otherwise, he exists in his cage. He didn't want to go to jail. Maybe that's why he didn't want to go to jail. Because he didn't want to want to be like a bird. He, what about a rat in a cage? Have you ever considered that? <laughs> and, and their rage? Yeah, have you? Well, where rage, does the rage go? Well, what rage in the cage? No, I, I feel like the the rage in the cages are somewhat anti-things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like anti-Jarrett. So what does this movie got going for it? Uh, this movie is gorgeous. This movie okay. looks this movie looks amazing, um, which is something I really remember from his movie Army of Shadows, which is also John Pierre Melville. Um, yeah. I don't know how I would compare this to uh, the Le Circle Rouge. Le Circle Rouge. Le Circle Rouge, um, which is also kind of similar. Very very pretty looking movie. I. Th- think i like the simplicity of the story a little bit more maybe okay. that's just my memory of it uh, i like okay. this more i like this movie more of this time compared to okay. the first 
there is definitely moments in this movie where I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I can only imagine the people who love this movie. And it makes me turn against yeah. the movie because I'm imagining the audience mm-hmm. for Le Samurai is, like, kind of annoying people. <laughs> I understand that. I but, can feel for that. But, yeah, I think uh, despite those little those types of things, I really can't think of too much I don't like about this movie. Um, so... I don't know. Did you know, RJ, that yeah. after the success of The Godfather, the the rights of this movie got snapped up and a dub version was released in the U.S. in 1972 as The Godson? Oh. I mean, I'm on board with a Godson film. Yeah. I it's, think it's, that'd be okay. it's the exact same movie, but just dubbed. What about The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? Is that any in any way similar? Uh, with, with, uh, Frodo? Yes, he's in that as well. He is. And do you think that's a little bit like this film, or no? No. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, what was your actual question? Oh, uh, the godson. Yeah, or else, did you know that, RJ? I, well, I did not know that. Hit me with some more fun trivia. Well, uh, Vincent Canby of the New York Times, he called the original film immaculate, but criticized the dubbing in the 1972 version released in the U.S. as disorienting and dreadful. I mean, seems to be what people say about dubbing from time to time. Yeah, I'm not getting a sense that this movie really had much of a U.S. release. A lot of the reactions seem to be to the 1972 version, The Godson, that floated around for a while. Yeah, the fir- yeah. first released in theaters in 1972 in the U.S. as the, uh, then okay, maybe it was like Godson, and then became The Samurai. Mm. Which, how do you feel about that title? The Samurai. The Samurai. I guess there's like this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not like this guy's, uh, you know, t- tearing his stomach open with gun bullets or anything. <laughs> if, if, this will this will annoy people who don't like when we uh, joke about movie titles and saying that, that they like you know, a lot. They're like, why? How, how can you understand what the title means? I know what this. I know what the title means. Yeah, we, um, but fine. it's it's definitely incel fan fiction. <laughs> Like, I think the Ronin would have been better because, like, as a samurai, he's not really, like, he's not taking, like, I don't know. I mean, samurai, yeah. Samurais and assassins aren't the same thing, man. I know that they're They could be. Wolves. They could be. I mean, potentially. Samurais sometimes go for hire, but uh, I feel like there's also the samurai code. Unless you go by the Harry Carey aspect where it's not the code, it's... Man, I don't know. All I know is when I read that description about his armor being his fedora, I went, I don't know about this, man. (laughs) Said, I'm not really sure what to think about that. (sighs) You know what I mean, Jarrett? So as a samurai in general, I get it. (laughs) I I, I know what they're trying to do. But then at the same time, I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not on board. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not on board with that samurai the way that they want. Well, you know that uh, uh, John Woo is a big fan of this movie, 
and uh, it was in, in the movie The Killer, which we talked about five years ago, probably, mm-hmm. uh, was influenced heavily by the plot here. Uh, I mean, that kind of makes sense. I there, there's even, that. there's a pianist, but now she's replaced with a singer. Hmm. I guess, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like. And, and, uh, Chow Yun-Fa's character is named Jeffrey Chow. Jeff Costello, Jeff, Jeff Chow. Come on. Do you think like this could be one of those situations where. The things that has influenced have gone on to become bigger than it itself. Uh, I think this movie's a pretty big movie, though, amongst the Criterion faithful. Yeah, I mean, amongst the Criterion uh, folk, yes, for sure. I'd, I'd say I'd... it's probably more well liked than or watched more than The Killer. Yeah, probably. I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see what you meant. What I meant, I think, more was for me. Do you think that this is a movie that I like the influences of more than the movie itself? Possibly. So, I mean, okay, at this point, we've watched, what, three Melvilles in our creep? Because we watched Bob Le Flamble. Bob Le Flamble. And then we uh, steered on over to Le Cercle Rouge, which is 1970, so three years after this. And then Les Samurai is, like, right in the middle between these. And we've got one, two, three, four, at least five more, six more um, Jean-Pierre Melville. So that's kind of cool that Criterion is a house for these JPM movies. For the Melville boys? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah, that is cool. For the most part, I'm, I think I'm pretty on board with, uh, with JPM. Like I, I like uh, Bobble Flombla, liked quite a bit. The Cirque Rouge is a surprise banger, you know. Wasn't expecting that, but it was good. Real good, maybe. Actually, maybe not real good. I can't remember. I remember liking that movie. Yeah. It's was a... it real good, or am I exaggerating? Because of inflation at this it, point. It might be because of inflation at this point. Could be. I don't even know where I ranked. I'm looking it up. I'm looking the it Cirque up. Cirque Rouge. I don't even remember uh, now. Yeah, no, I gave this about the same rating uh, as uh, the Samurai. I put them in the same ballpark. Which ballpark do you think that would be? Good. Good movies. Pretty good. You gave. You think? I think you liked the movie more than me with four stars. The Cirque Rouge. Yeah. Yeah, the Cirque Rouge is good. I liked the the Cirque Rouge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very attractive movies. Yes, I agree. Very. Yep, I agree. Okay, so Arjun, what did you think of Le Samurai? Okay, so I'm kind of in a weird mixed boat where I'm uh, similar to how you feel sometimes. Where um, reading this, the description of this movie makes me uh, uncomfortable in the sense that. Um, I feel like this movie very easily fits into that camp of fandom that I don't want to be a part of, where it's just like, it's, it's checking so many boxes and so many people are like, I, I, I just know that one day someone's going to come up to me and be like, do you know what samurai? It's like, it influenced all of these films. It's, 
it's the movie. It's the movie. And I'll be like, yeah, I know it. It's fine. Like that kind of thing, which I know is my, uh, my own kind of petty, mm-hmm. um, thing anyways. But, uh, okay, here, here's my, here's my thing. I think the first 30 minutes of this movie are real good. I actually do where the first 30 minutes, I was just like, I don't, you're just watching, you're watching things on unfold and you're like, where's this going to go? Not really sure. I think it might go this way. I don't really know, but I like it so far. Uh, I really liked the feel of the movie in the, um, the opening little bit. Cause when did this come out? 67. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause so it's a 67 film, but it felt like a 70s movie to me for some reason, like with the music and uh, the style. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, so the, I was like this, this is very this, 70s. Yeah, there's like the one piece of music that gets used at the beginning of the movie that's yeah. like really good. And But it, it feels yeah. like um, like Italian horror like or Italian like yes, yes. Uh, sleazy, scummy Italian movies do yep. ahead of its time. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Where I was just like, I was like, oh shit! I was like, this thing's got like a '70s drip to it, like uh, like Italian style. And I was like, I'm kind of on board with that. I, I like that. So uh, the song was there. Uh, I do like just, you know, soft uh, or cold open. Just let's see what happens. Uh, I really liked all that kind of stuff. I thought that was cool. Um, when I was watching it, I, I did get a little bit distracted by. And I think you did kind of summarize it well, where you're kind of like, well, people, you know, sometimes lie to themselves. I, yeah, I get that. Uh, I was just kind of like, Meh. I, I got a little lost. I was like, well, why would he do this if he wanted to do that? Why would he do this if he wanted to do that? And then in the end, you go, oh, I see. But then at the same time, it wasn't very um, satisfying to me in the end, where I was like, oh, okay, I see what he was doing this whole time. But then I'm also like, it did. I, it didn't really. It didn't really pop on me. I was just like, man, it's all right. Um, so I think the first part of this is very good. The movie looks great. It's got cool style. Um, it's a very cool movie. Like you, you see people watching this and go, oh yeah, this is the shit. This is how I dress every day. This is my exact style, Jarrett. It's my oh. exact style. <laughs> With my vape pen. My vape pen, my fedora, and my extra long trench coat neo style it's my exact style i, I, I always think of it more uh, christopher lambert from highlander style oh well there can only be one so i guess it has to be highlander mm-hmm. uh yes yeah, so, <laughs> that's what that's what i thought for a uh, like a long portion of this movie i was just like man and like you said i didn't take it but the whole time watching this i was like this movie created a lot of incels i think <laughs> well no it's the movie that they're drawn to Oh yeah, for sure. And they're just like they, 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 they're, they're, they're already having these problems. They're like kind of like, ah, oh, see, this is how women should be. They should be very thankful. But very. then they're also like, oh, very thankful. Well, see, this is because this is where I think you're uh, you're misusing the labels because you often when you're mentioning it in movies, you're saying, oh, this is like this is if it was fanfic, it would be them writing life into what they would like it to be rather than like a depiction of their life. Cause that would be, it's, it's that would be inaccurate. <laughs> this is like so them, like this is them correcting. Like, this is the way it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like or for, but my, for me rather than like how it is sad and pathetic. <laughs> Here's the thing about labels. They are made up, but uh, 
the one time so incel fanfic came sprouted from hell comes to frog town which that is a hundred percent incel fanfic because it's like a guy whoever wrote that is like what if you were like the last man on earth and every woman was hyper attracted to you and like they couldn't resist you because they knew that they should be grateful that you're the only one and i was like mm, mm-hmm. frog town and if you're and and you're a roddy piper and you're a roddy piper which i mean i feel like not as much on his not his fault but um yes i i i know what you mean so i'm kind of i'm kind of in i'm kind of mixed bag on with some samurai where uh i was like ooh, there's a lot of aspects i do really like and then there's a bunch of stuff where i was kind of like mm, not not as great for me uh i do think it's a good movie like i don't think it's bad or anything like that um but i am a little put off by uh what I think this movie did to the world, sure. I, to society. I don't know if it did anything though. Soci- we live in a society, so, I know. Jared. Well, they they also supposedly were all really into that movie too. The, the movie that never gets set in. Uh, Allegedly, yeah. Or they're, they're all about those jokers. And this is the. Allegedly. It's an anti-hero movie, right? As opposed to sure. an anti-villain, which you could go see in theaters. Don't breathe too. He's not an anti-hero. He's an anti-villain. Thanks, Fede. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think it's a good show. I, I'm kind of in the middle on it, but uh, that's not because of anything against the movie itself. More yeah. my own thing. So come see, come saw. I mean, sure. Say la vie if that's how you want to put it. Say la vie, uh, I can speak French all day if you guys want. Uh, well, you want to hear about who hates this movie? I mean, sure. I mean, I, I'm actually kind of, I am curious because, like, I know my baggage with this movie, but I doubt that's other people's baggage. So, like, let's see. Um, so, Swagusting. Okay. Uh, half a star. I hope my mind will change one day because LMA, wow, this shit ass. Shit ass? This shit ass. Well, one of their favorite films is La La Land, which uh, isn't like a bad film or anything like that. But like, oh, here, here's the uh, here's the kicker for you, Jared. They have already reviewed Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. And they've given it five stars. Yeah. And they said the greatest piece of media or fiction to ever touch the screen. Okay. Now, as soon as I see someone who d- who reviews a movie that's not out and gives it star rating, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, I, I get what you're trying to do. Maybe you're trying to make a real kind of zinger and get some traction, but you could just leave it alone. You know? You just leave it alone. One of their top films of all time, number eight on their list is Fight Club. This person. <laughs> yeah. And I go... We know. Of course. We know. Of course. Well, actually, it is surprising because I feel like the samurai might fall into that bookshelf. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about New Haven Food Tweet? I don't have, know. Ha- half a star. Protagonist is named Jeff. Uh, I mean, I know that's silly, but is it enough to rock you? Uh, this is a person who only rates five stars or half a star. Half a star. 
So no, I mean that's the only ratings they have. Oh, five stars or half stars. Okay, so it's one nothing it's in all, between. All or nothing. Yeah, their only favorite film is The Shining. That's their only one. And other half star films, ooh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, interesting. Oh, uh, they half starred Trog. Oh. Trog's not a bad movie. Half starred Mummy. Mummy's not a bad movie. Uh, yeah, actually, a lot of their half-star films are, are pretty good. Five-star films. I don't know. Face-Off? That's John Woo, right? Right? I don't, I don't know. This person's all over the map. I don't know. All over the map. Uh, we have about Southport, half a star. Okay. Complete and utter shit. Adam suggested that we watch this Drek. However, I was out for 40 winks in the first 20 minutes. What I remember is that this film is is oddly in French only. Don't know why it isn't in English, I guess. The filmmakers weren't respectable enough to make the film for the number one language in the world. But whatever. For whatever reason, the film's title alludes to Samurai. However, spoilers, there isn't a single member of the Samurai in this film. Talk about false advertising. This is, by the way, an attempt at humor. The film is also old as heck, which makes it very boring due to the filmic techniques and such being in the Stone Age. The film opens in some dude's bedroom. Funny, because all the film made me want to do was go to my sodding bed. So uh, to break it down... No samurai, boring, dull, pretentious, agonizing. Zero point five out of ten. I like the guy's fedora. Hilarious. I don't even know where to start with this thing. It's, it's, so, it's Southport. This account is for posting the opinions of the lads from Southport Film Studios, Elgin. Don't know what that is. They have three films logged. Their four favorite films are Big Hero 6, Big Hero 6, Big Hero 6, Big Hero 6. The only other two films they've watched are 10 Cloverfield Lane. And their first line is, "What? where do I start? Well, the poster looks kind of good. Danny, my N-word, has designed better, though. Continues. And then La Samurai. That's it. That's all they got, Jared. And these reviews are from four, five years ago. That's it. Oh. Anyway, uh, and uh, finally, we'll just go with Gary Collection. Okay. Where's Abbott? Like Abbott and Costello? Exactly. Oh, okay. Like this is a comedy? More French. Didn't we learn from the last film in the collection? Usually when you break up a successful team, they fall apart. Have any Daryl Hall albums? think not this actually works though with jeff costello being separated from bud abbott costello spreads his wings and becomes the straight man we always knew he could be gone is the slapstick and now he's a svelte hitman for hire this is Harold is one of the most influential films in the world by people like that martin scorchese guy and quentin tartar i can see it i give it one star only for the fact it's another fucking french film and john criterion made me sit through a comedy about rape before seeing this it's a spiteful yeah. one star john Hope it hits you hard, you bastard. I mean, kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't fully disagree with that. No. You know what I mean? You know I what know. I mean, Jer? I hear ya. Jer, do you know what I mean? I, I got, I got it. Do you know what I mean, Jer? I, I got it. Not quite sure if you know us, guys. I got it. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's the samurai. samurai. Oh. Uh, any final words on the samurai? Incels. <laughs> beware. Incels, beware. I mean, you're in for a scare. <laughs> do, 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 do. The samurai. Do, 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 do. Burp, burp, burp. Remember the dog in the intro yeah, where the dog's eyes go, dun, 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 dun. and then you go, "Whoa!" Yeah. As, as, as eyes as sweet as Alan Delon's. No, no one, no one could. No. Mm-hmm. After the break, uh, we we hang up the swords and uh, call it quits. Do a little bit of that harakiri by police. We could not be incels. Very honorable. What color of fedora do you want to get? I would like, um, it's called translucent, and it's not see-through. It's just that uh, you can't even see it. It's like it's not even there. I see, like John Cena. Uh, yeah, you can't. Oh, uh, what color was it? Skype, Skype killed your, your punchline. When you owned a fedora, what color was it? I didn't, though. When you owned a fedora, what color was it? You you can send us photos of yourselves in fedoras, fedoras? with your samurai swords at criteriaincrease@gmail.com. We definitely sure we, we definitely won't do anything with those photos at all. If you send them to us, they are our, our legal property, and if we reproduce them or post them, it's our it's our right, and this is legal documentation of that. So if you send us anything, we own it. This is a contract. These people are like food court druids. This is a contract, Jarrett. No one can go back on this. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jarrett Duncan. He's Barnloaf. We're on YouTube. We've got Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We're, we've been banned from OnlyFans. Oh, no. 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 Sexual content. <laughs> Shit. Damn it, RJ. Well, we'll be back soon. I, I told you to keep those balls where they were meant to be. Well, it wasn't a ball. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Next week, Spine 307. Mike yeah, Lee's Naked. Uh-oh. From 1993. And we're going to be joined by a guest. A Patreon guest. Really? An individual has manned up and or personed up. 
ponied up that cash. They're, they're coming on, coming on board. I didn't agree to this. No. I, I didn't even kind of agree to this. This is news to me, so. All they'll say is lock up your garbage cans. Oh. Oh. Shit. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, shit. Prepare to be made love to by a machine. And being slammed. Being slammed by the love machine? Is that what you're potentially talking about here? Good night. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs>